Oi, you lot. You listen to Garage Hammer, episode 61. On tonight's episode, the fat manling and the smart manling get together to have game two of their campaign. Let's see if the fat one can dig himself out of a hole and not get killed off in three turns like last time. <laughs> then after that, the fat one wants to talk all about his plans for the next campaign. Ooh, the big campaigner now thinks he's special. <laughs> anyway, shut it, because I'm listening to me show. Hello, you tools. We're going to make several promises for the next three hours or thereabouts. We're going to do the best we can to keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way. Bringing you the versus best combination of ONG, VC, and terrifying masks of E. I'm Chris Yu. And I'm Abraham Lincoln. Let's talk about sponsors. Hey, that's right. We have sponsors. Yes. Why don't you uh, take a moment to thank them yes, there? Yes, as Mr. always, you? we need to take a moment to thank our sponsors, Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois, Yay. Game Preserve Stores in West Lafayette, Indiana, the gaming capital of the world, Ursa's Den, Custom Painting and Sculpting, Brian Steele, and Battle Foam, protecting your... Army. All right. <laughs> How's it going, partner? It's going good. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Fantastic. Almost Turkey Day. It is. Uh, yep. Thanksgiving weekend is here. Yep. Hopefully this will be out on time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Thanksgiving at my house means uh, Thursday morning going over by grandma and grandpa's, mm-hmm. having the Thanksgiving dinner, and then staying there because... Heather and her mom do the stupid o'clock in the morning shopping uh, on the Friday. Black Friday shopping. Yeah, uh, so interesting. That gets busy, and then Friday night and Saturday, it's all putting stuff away and getting all the packages stuffed away. Right. So, but I think I'll have this out by Sunday. We've been actually keeping on track and okay, almost staying on target. There you go. Who knew? There you go. So you, no, no gaming. It sounds like for you over um, the holiday weekend. I'm hoping to do some hobbying. Uh, I am going to sneak my uh, case with some models mm-hmm. into the back of the van, so that way on Black Friday, while Mommy's out shopping, yeah. Daddy will be painting. Gotcha. That's the plan. Interesting. Yeah. I've got a bunch to paint, so okay. I, so that'll be good. What about you? What are your big plans? Uh, we're heading over to my sister-in-law's place. Uh, it's a, a bit of a smaller place, a two-bedroom condo with four families are going to be packed in there. Okay. For dinner. Uh, so it's going to be crazy with all those kids running around. <laughs> uh, Kimchi? No, not. Th- we're going to do the more you traditional? Know, traditional turkey and stuffing and everything. Although, there is a recipe out there for kimchi stuffing. Ooh. Which I've not had, but I would love to try it. You know what's a fantastic stuffing? My friend Fred introduced me to this what's one that? here. He makes, uh, he makes slider stuffing. I was just talking about that with my wife because we had White Castle for dinner. And we talked about that. Have you ever had it? <laughs> yes, it's excellent. Is it good? Yeah. It's tasty. If you is like it, White Castle, which I it's do. fantastic. Yeah, it really I'm is. You're going to have to pick your brain to get that recipe. I gotta, I'll talk to Fred because he's actually even got, he's got this whole recipe for how to make sliders. Like you can make them and he's made them. Like they show you how to make the meat and how to flatten yeah, yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. And then you put the divots in it and then you freeze it really thin on wax mm-hmm. paper and then you just hit it at the divots and it cracks into the little perfect squares. Oh, interesting. And he's made them. He's like, yeah, they're pretty much taste just like sliders. Just like it's the real really thing. good. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So no spam on Thanksgiving? Mm, uh, not as of yet. I mean, my sister-in-law's preparing the menu, so we'll uh, we'll see what she <laughs> That's brings. That's trying to be racist or stereotypical. Well, no, I, you know, her husband 
He's African American. He always makes collard greens. Oh yeah, and I never knew what those were growing up, but they're great. Oh, they're delicious. They're really good. And he makes them really spicy. Yeah, it's good stuff. Now Heather's family is all from down south, so mm-hmm. black eyed peas, collard greens—that's okay. like standard fare. Yeah, yeah. You know, I always look forward to New Year's Eve because Vince makes his red beans and rice, and he makes his gumbo, which because they're from New Orleans, and that sounds good. He taught me how to make his red beans and rice, and it's like a twelve-hour making beans, and Jeez. it's a twelve-hour. Gig, but when they come out, man. Well, anything good usually takes some time to to do it, right? Oh yeah, no kidding. If it's worth doing. So okay, so let's quit talking food. Yeah, and uh, yeah, get back to uh, Warhammer and gaming. So I hear we have voicemail. Um, well, we we do have voicemail. We don't have any voicemails to play. I did get one, but I'm actually going to bring up the topic on that later. We got a call. Okay, but if folks you want to call our voicemail, that number is. One seven five seven G H show six. That's one seven five seven G H show six. That's right. What number once again is one seven five seven G H show six. Call. Tell us what you think about the show. Uh, you know, dog out your friends. Tell us about an upcoming tournament. Just that's that's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of things that you could call for, other than if you're Johnny Hastings and you've had a few to drink. Operators so, are standing by, so please do call now. <laughs> the master engineer is standing by. So, yeah, we've got that. We don't have a shout-out sponsor for this episode, although Cranky said I should give a shout-out to Rhinox Riders because he's all... He's on the warpath for those. Uh, did those get cut from bits? Is that in the new rule pack? I no, think Rhinox? that's, I is think that that's what his it is? big beef, yeah. Yeah, I know he liked to. Those Do guys. ogres really need Rhinox Riders? Well, here's the thing. They've got the Mornfang Cav, and I know he, he did go and spent... I mean, he bought all those Rhinox, and they're not cheap, you know? Well, yeah, true, but he but did get to use them last year. He got to use them last year. So it's not like he didn't get to and use them at all. You know what? Those things are bent. They're, worse. they're tough. They're worse than Mornfang. They're tough. Like, people are like, oh, I... Th-, you know, when that first came out, I had no idea what the rules were for Rhinox Riders. Mm. And when they first came out with the Mornfang, everyone was like, this is so stupid. They should just allow Rhinox Riders. You think Mornfang are bad? Everyone's like, oh, Mornfang are so tough. Dude, those Rhinox They're tough. Yeah, trust me. They are They, they are, are worse than Mornfang. So I don't think... Sorry, Cranky, but I don't think they need them. <laughs> yeah. Real, right? I mean, I, I don't care either way. I mean, if I'm going to play a pickup game with him and he wants to use them, I'll pick let him. Pickup game, fine. But for... Plus, he uses well, for them. For tournament-wise? He uses them in, like, units of, like, just, like, just one or two. two small yeah, units. Yeah, twos. Yeah. And they're brutal. Yeah. So, but there's a shout-out to... The Rhinox Riders are awesome. That is the shout-out. They are awesome. Uh, I, I won't dispute that. Yeah. That, I'm not going to... And I'm not going to say anything else. I'm not going to call for them to be... In the, uh, well, I'm not going to call for them to be in the uh, in any rules packs or anything like that. But since nobody paid for a shout out, I figured Cranky's our friend, and he threw that well, up there. Well, if he if he wants to lodge a complaint, he can email nw2 at bloodinthesun.com. Council uh, of three will get that email, and we sure. can discuss if needed. And speaking of Cranky, because it's just I, I'll I'll throw this shout out for him too. Uh, people that don't like Chaos Dwarfs and uh, Christopher Arg hate, hate Christopher. That uh, is, if, if Cranky was sending in any sort of a shout-out, that would be in there somewhere. In there. Okay. So Wait, so he only hates Chaos Dwarfs, not regular Dwarfs? Well, I think he, I think he I originally think he plays, plays Dwarfs. dwarfs. All right. Well, no yeah. one's perfect. <laughs> you would know. Oh, oh snap. Oh, keep ticking on my dwarves. I got to say something, <laughs> you little. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Okay, you know what? Uh, it's just a few minutes in, but let's hit our first commercial break. Come back with uh, what little there is of news and rumors. Okay.
you've heard him on the show, you've seen his work on our website. He's Brian Steele, owner of Urza's Den. That's right, folks, Urza'sDen.com. Custom modeling, sculpting, and painting. You got a model you don't want to paint? Send it to Brian. You got an army you don't want to paint? Send it to Brian. You can't come up with an idea for a conversion? Give his ideas a try. Heck, you got an army list with models they don't even make? Brian's the man. Give him a call. Check him out at Urza'sDen.com. You won't be sorry. the garage you tools news and rumors news and rumors not a ton of stuff right now uh pretty quiet i didn't get prepping for the hobbit release yeah i mean i'm all i've seen are the tweets that have been coming up from the you know what is it the gw's gw america whatever it is right, the, yeah. the their their twitter handle and all they're talking about is hobbit the hobbit so have you seen those trailers what do you think i'm excited yeah. for it i mean i i love the lord of the rings uh, am I going to go see the? Ho- of course I am. Did you think the movies did justice to the books then? Um, or well, let me rephrase. Do you think the movies were good? The, you mean the Lord of the Rings movies? Yeah. It had its pluses. It's had its minuses. I mean, there's things that were cut out that I wish weren't. There were sure. things that they put in that I wish they didn't. Like Gimli's comic relief element. Didn't care that Gimli was a comic relief. The whole thing with Saruman just annoyed me to no end mm-hmm. because as soon as I saw that, I knew the scarring of the Shire was not going to be in the movie. Right. But I loved them. I could sit and watch. In fact, what is it? The eighth of December. They're having a marathon. The three directors cuts. So it's Ooh. twelve hours of Lord of the Rings, starting at eleven in the morning. Nice. I seriously was going to buy my ticket, and then realized Harrison. I have to take him that morning. He's taking the ACT. Oh, so have fun with that. <laughs> well, he's not doing the the free write the the written the free response writing mm-hmm. portion. He's just doing the standardized you know, gotcha. the film bubble okay. tests. But that's that whole morning. So sure. if we bought a ticket, we could still go. But basically, we'd have to go right from the ACT, and we'd miss like the first movie. And at that point, you it's like, if you're going to do it, you need to see the whole thing. Yeah, if I'm gonna, right. yeah. I understand that the trilogy is like the money maker and stuff, <laughs> right? But I mean, The Hobbit wasn't that long. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Well, you we'll know? see how they draw it out. I did like in the preview that you saw that they were like singing. That the, they had the dwarven mm-hmm. songs in there, and that you know, with the I'm okay so, with that as long as it's not a musical. Right? No, you don't want it I to break do it musicals. a musical, but but it does um, look cool. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. But so that's probably what's coming out. Um, with the next white dwarf is going to be delayed. Apparently, I, we got mm-hmm. an email. They said that with all the bad weather on the east coast, yeah, they're going to have trouble coming out. Uh, it was very kind of vague. Like I saw some people because it was even on their Facebook page, and it was like. What is it going to be delayed indefinitely? Is it just one issue that's going to be delayed, or is there going to be several issues? I mean, what's how's it? Going to, then I didn't see anything after that. Uh, mine's always delayed, so no big deal. And actually, December is my last issue. Oh, for your subscription? For my are, you, subscription. are you going to re up? I wanted to, but really, at the cost, you know, it winds up being like eight bucks an issue if you buy for a year. It's a hundred bucks for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's like seventy. If you do it on the iPad Okay And I think I'm just going to subscribe through the iPad I'll have it the day it's released Right I mean Heather has one I can always just borrow it from her And, and flip through it and look through it um, They've got a lot of video clips and things like that added. Right It's actually a lot more than you get in the magazine apparently Because it's more interactive Yeah right. And I and it won't Safe be taking space. up shelf space sure. So I think I'm going to do that Um 
What else we have for news and rumors? Oh, um, okay, Crusade of Fire, which is the 40K version of Blood in the Badlands. So it's, it's a campaign like book, it, right? It's a yeah. campaign book. It's got a bunch of rules, stuff like that. Um, I didn't realize it came out on Friday. I've been busy all weekend. Hmm. And so I was sitting there today looking to see if there's anything to add to this part. And I'm like, ooh, Crusade of Fire. I click on this. It's already sold out here. I here mean, or well, everywhere? I, mean, I don't know. I was told that if you, because, you know, if you click on, you know, choose your you country. You can go to the UK version of the website. I don't know sure. if the UK still has it. I know somebody tweeted to me that New Zealand still has them in. But if you want to pay New Zealand prices. An arm and a leg. And then have it shipped here. So I was like, well, I don't want Depends it that how badly. badly you want no, it, I, I guess. You know, I mean, I, if, if they had it, I probably would have picked it up just because I always buy some of, you know, these books they put out because I mm-hmm. love the read. It's always mm-hmm. interesting to me. But I'm not uh, I'm not going to go and ship it from another to, country yeah. just for a book I'll probably never use. You could say that that sold out faster than Adepticon. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, no, that came out Friday and it lasted a couple of I guess you couldn't say that, yeah. No. Speaking of which, yeah, geez, how about that? I mean, that, talk that about crazy. news I mean... I've only been going to Adepticon. This is my third year. Well, but I got into... Okay, last year I signed up for Adepticon in, I think, February. Like, I didn't know if I was going to get to go until February. I usually wait, too, until after the new year. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking around my birthday. I got the clearance, and I had some birthday money, and I mm-hmm. bought my tickets. And there were tickets for the championship. Well, the the, the main... Um the badge to get right. in. Uh, there's plenty of those, right? But it's the it's the Warhammer Championships that sold out. They had 140 spots. Now last year, I think they had about 140 spots, and I did it didn't sell out until you know a couple months after it went up. So yeah, it, I I ordered my tickets at about 7:30 p.m. Uh-huh. and I went back to check it around 10 p.m. and they, they were down to like 16 spots, 12 spots, eight spots. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I went and bought my badge. It's in fact, I had trouble because I couldn't figure out my password. My password was right. It was saying it wasn't. And so I sent for a reset, and it wouldn't send it. That's annoying. And I'm like, they're like, well, you can pay through PayPal, but then it's not your... I'm like... So I actually went after a while. I said, screw it. I want to get my badge because I bought the VIG badge. Because mm-hmm. you get a lot of extra little swag with it, and I just... That, that's how I wanted to go. Just that that's way. That's how you roll. Whatever time I get there, I know I'm going to go right up to the front of the line and get my ticket. Because sure. if I have to roll out there Wednesday or Thursday night, because I'm really busy with the kids, mm-hmm. if I got to run out there, get it, and leave... I can just I'm going right to the front of the line. Right. So that's that right there is worth it to me. I went to get tickets for a couple of uh painting seminars hmm. and like within twenty minutes a bunch of the seminars were down to like five or six tickets left. Those go lightning quick. Well twenty they minutes, right? Have, yeah. So I went in, here here's how quick it went. Uh, there was one seminar had eighteen tickets left and one had uh I think six. Mm-hmm. I clicked on I, I ordered them both, went to pay the PayPal sort of dragged Hung a little for bit. A second. Yeah. It had to, and, and, it's, and it actually had to go and submit it a second time to get it in. Mm-hmm. And by the time I went there, the one class had sold out. Jeez. So it was just gone. I lost out on that. That was fast. And then I went back at like, I think well, that was at seven thirty. I went and ran some errands. Got back home at nine. Mm-hmm. Went to go sign in to see if maybe there was a different seminar I could sign up for, and they were down to forty tickets yeah. from one hundred and forty. I was like. Oh, you're kidding me. And so I, I buy my ticket right there. Right. And other people by midnight. By midnight, and within five hours, there were three tickets left. Yeah, 12.30 that night. It yeah. had completely sold out. So do you know how large the waiting list is now? It's Well, last I heard it was like 40-some people. 52 people. That's crazy. There's 140 spots now. Dude, even if they expand, if they expanded to that whole hall, if they had enough terrain mm-hmm. and enough, I mean, the size of the hall that we're in, 
Because it's going to be the same hall, probably, because it's the second biggest hall right. next to the 40K room. You know, space isn't the issue. Tables aren't even the issue. I hear the big issue is terrain. But what I'm saying is even if we had enough terrain to fill every table in That's that the thing, room. That's we don't. Or yeah. we. They don't. Uh, you, you know. Well, they might, though. They might. Yeah. So from what I hear, this is all, you know. This is all here. This is all what they say. Yeah. The, 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 the royal they. Yeah, they. Yeah. Right. Uh, they say that uh, turn, Adepticon's policy on terrain is very strict in that they want all the terrain to be uniform. Adepticon has to own the terrain. So they may have people um, get together to build some make terrain. Make up the difference. And, and apparently they have the terrain. It's just unprimed, unpainted. Oh, so they just need volunteers to maybe have a big, huge paint day and a, a bunch big, of people yeah, don't get yeah. it done. Because painting trees is quick. Well, honestly, if you get could, a couple, it could be. If you get a couple people going down there, you get say four or five people go down with their air. I mean, with their airbrushes, maybe. But the thing is, you have about fifty people. That's twenty-five tables, right? Uh-huh. Worth of uh, on the waiting list, right? Five pieces of terrain each. Five times twenty-five. That's one hundred and twenty-five pieces of terrain. Yeah. Depends on how many people you do. I mean, you have, they have plenty of time. That's the big thing that they have going for them. This is shocking. I bought tickets for the championship right. two years ago in February. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Know. Well, I, I do know they the Adepticon Council met this past weekend to okay. talk about all this stuff. Right. And they issued an email. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, come, thir- come Friday, okay. they're going to send out another email with uh, Adepticon rules and an update. Okay. So. Well, cool. Hopefully something will open. I can't believe that waiting list is that long. You, you know, I, don't, I wonder, well, I think it's a combination of things. They they got rid of the the, the big hammer three thousand point tournament right they moved this format to a two day which is probably a lot more popular right the two days popular now a lot of people that were playing in the three thousand were also playing in the one day twenty four hundred right so or twenty two hundred mm-hmm. so it's not like just because they closed down the three thousand point tournament all those people tried to scoop in it's most of those it's people were the already there people. it's sure. mostly the same people yeah. um a, a part of it honestly I believe is. And I don't mean us in particular, like you and I, but we've got a lot of podcasts here in the Midwest, and a lot of them talking about Adepticon. I even agree. ones that are, you know, I mean, you hear about it. We, I mean, we start talking about it well now, right? And we'll be talking about it on and off until April, and then come end of April, beginning of May, there's a half a dozen of the more popular U.S. podcasts that that's the whole oh, show sure. going to be. For, Battle reports. Yeah. I mean, you know. Seminars. Ohio Hammers, they've got, they're running the 24-hour webcams sure. for the rooms. Yeah. They've got interviews going. I mean, I think the word of mouth through through stuff like this. Through the media. Through, yeah, has through really the media helped, has yeah. really boosted and, it. And, you know, Gonzalez, Alex Gonzalez, who runs the, the fantasy portion of Adepticon, has done a good job of being on different podcasts. Yep. He, he was, was on, with us. He was on ours. He was on Ohio Hammer. Uh-huh. Uh, he's, on, he's been on a couple to talk about it. So Yeah, I mean, they promoted it really well. I'm just... You know, it's funny, though. It's, <laughs> the uh, team championships for 40K, mm-hmm. which is like... I think they that's can the have big, like that's the big events. I think for them, I think they, I think it's like four because it's teams of four. Sure, and it's either four hundred people or six hundred, some stupid number right, like that. Right. That was sold out in like forty minutes. Yeah, that's that's the marquee event for, that's, like, for the forty k guys. Yeah, so that still shows you how big of a. I mean, Adepticon is just huge in general. I wonder how much of it has to do with uh, Ben Curry and the Bad Dice guys coming over too. Well, how long ago did they announce that, though? I mean, do you think that many people were just like, 
Ben Curry's coming, and so I'm now I'm going. I, I don't know. Later. I mean, his podcast I think is the it is the number Warhammer. one podcast. So it it's reaches the be. most people. So. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, you know, that waiting list has a lot of regulars that you and I both know. Yeah. That hopefully they can get in. I mean, that that was what was surprising. And I just was like, I guess it was surprising to me because I just assumed everyone has OCD like I do. Mm-hmm. And everyone bought their tickets, like, by 8 o'clock. Not and, necessarily the case. There, there's one uh, a buddy of mine I was talking to. I asked him, hey, are you going to buy your tickets the night it goes live? He said, no. Last year they had some issues with their web cart, and so I'm going to wait. I'm going to do it the next day. And at the time I thought, oh, okay, did you, that's did actually a good him? idea. I didn't because by the time it was like 11 o'clock midnight, oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. he's he usually goes to bed pretty early, so I didn't want to. I don't did know. Maybe he, I should have. Did is he that, not get in? Is that emergency? No, he didn't. Well, Does I that mean, qualify as emergency? Like it depends. Wake I mean, someone up in the middle I, of the night. I guess it depends on how well you know your friend. For me, if it was Ishii, I'd have texted him at least and been like, dude, I don't want to wake you, but if you're up, right. at least you'll get the text. You may want to go and do this now. Right. I mean, I don't know. It depends. I mean, if it was like, if it was you, I'd probably call you. Mm-hmm. I'd probably call you and risk the wrath of your wife to say, mm-hmm. dude, mm-hmm. it's it's ending. Like, you got to right. get in now. Right. If, if that did and you did get me in, I would it, be like, you know, I, I would take the tongue lashing for my wife and be like, well, he... He helped me out, so yeah. and I, and I would and I would come with I don't know spam or something and apologize. <laughs> you know, I'm so sorry. You know, because I understand you've got a six month old at home and right. who's calling here at midnight? Right. And people call my house after like nine thirty, and I'm like yelling at them. And my youngest yeah, is yeah. six, you know. But uh, if then again, you know, so I've always got my cell too. I would just I'd be calling sure. your cell and sure. hope you know it wouldn't wake up the whole house. Mm. But uh, you know, some people you call, some people you don't. So I don't know. Well, hopefully he gets in again. Fifty people. God, it could be if they if all those people get in, it could be a two hundred person tournament. Yeah, I mean that would be awesome. that would be awesome. That would be so cool. That would be sweet. Oh man! But so. that said, you know, I don't know about you, but I, the pressure is on. I feel like from the tournament point of view, it's because it's a bigger stage, a lot of well, podcasts see, for me, represented. It's not, I can't go any lower than I did last year. Well, still, but you there's want to do well, one, uh, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, there's only there's, I. I'm the type of person, and I know people know this, and I'm, I'm not coming with a loser attitude, mm-hmm. but I know the winning Adepticon mm-hmm. is is something I strive for. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 I'm not going to say it's a star out of my reach, but it's 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 quite it's quite a long reach. I gauge how do I I just want to do better than I did last year, right? Sure. And based on how I did last year. I could pretty much show up and do better than I did last year. Gotcha, so, gotcha. So I'm just, you know, I mean, and I'm not, you know, uh, I'm working on my painting. I'm mm-hmm. trying to make. I want. I'm. I bought some of those, uh, those uh, rubber molds to make. I'm going to make the stone thing. I'm going to make a really. Ni- I want to make a nice display oh, board. Look at you. I want to. I want to. Nice. I want. I'm You're up in your game a little bit there. I'm upping my game, but after seeing the last two years, the people who win best painted and stuff, it's definitely. You know, a the lot player, of pageantry the, the, going the, on. The Player's Choice Best Award is also there too. Yeah. I know. I know a couple people who won those. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know one of them. Yeah, I think that was yourself. That yeah, that was for yeah. your high elves. But uh, I mean that 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 damned uh, the ogre money python. Oh, and, I, man. and I'm normally Amazing. not. A, I'm normally not a. You know, like you know, like the Star Wars themes or the GI Joe theme, sure, uh, right. 40k armies. I'm normally not really that into not that. Not impressed by that. But that 
was so but he good. did it so well. It was just it was so, so well done. The, the, I think the overall quality of the the painting and the converting has gone up just immeasurably every year. Oh yeah, and at this point, it's become a showcase. Like there's Absolutely. people who go there, they're they're going there to to showcase their painting. Absolutely. And I mean, even the display boards have become insane. That guy's mm-hmm. display board was ridiculous. It was like a huge cart, right? Yeah, it was a huge cart. It had a whole castle on it. Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. Uh, other people had broken ships in a river mm-hmm. with all these pieces. And it's funny because we were talking about that, I remember, right afterwards, and we were getting responses on even on the show. Yeah. People from England going, yeah, we make fun of people who bring fancy display boards. Like, that's just Do they really? A- they, they're actually made fun of? Well, I guess, I mean, they, we should, you know, I think I'd like they to, were I'd like exaggerating. To, I'd love to hear Greg Dan's take on it. I wonder, I wonder why. Just, it just seems like it's... Uh, they go with best painted armies, but there's no sort of scores for display boards. But it, it's, so, it's an immersion into the hobby. It helps tell the story. sets the stage. True, but there's no it's a way point, to showcase skills. There's no points for display boards. There's points for army... How well you paint your army. There's no... And so if you're doing all that extra work to show it off, it's sort of like one of these unnecessary, oh, look at me things, I guess. That, that's the feel I got I from suppose. it. I could be totally wrong. It's in the same vein as the, the GW, like the dioramas that they display, that the Golden Demon painters do. Those are awesome because it 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 puts into 3D, 3D uh, in actuality, the Warhammer world. That's you know? what made me fall in love with this game was when Christopher brought over those army books. Mm. And you look at that Bretonian book. And they've got all the models. And they never use movement trays, but they've got all the models on those cool backgrounds with the cool terrain. Um, I actually think it's either the Wood Elf or the Bretonian book where they actually had the photograph with the models there. And, like, the woods, the the bushes in the woods were, like, out of focus. Like, they were, like... Yeah, yeah, they're they're running past it. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it was just... It's such, a, it's such a visual game. Yeah. And everything yeah. from the measurements to the, the models themselves. I mean, And honestly, a really cool display board can, like you said, it can really help tell your story. I mean, I'm going to try to build mm-hmm. this whole sort of graveyard mausoleum yeah. for my VC because I'm pretty certain I'm taking them. And it, it makes it more fun to look at, more fun to... The, well, uh, that's the key. It's fun to look at. You know, it's one thing for an army to be nicely painted and stuff, but to be presented in such a way that it tells a story and yeah, cause, I mean, makes I, an impression. You know, I mean, what do you... Just put it on a cork board or just, you know, a, a plastic know. tub top? I mean... I don't know. A coffee tray? Exactly. That's a good question. I mean, it, was, it, it really is more... Imp- I mean, I've seen some people who paint some beautiful models. And you just put some beautiful models on somebody's table, they're beautiful models. But like I said, when you look at all these things that, that make us love the hobby, all the pictures in the, in the White Dwarf and in the, in the, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the uh, Army books... It's not the picture of the model. Like, when you go through and it's just the pictures of the models on the white background, that's nice. It's the pictures of the battle scenes. In context. The, yeah. Right. Those are the ones that make people look at this and go, wow. I mean, I, I'll bring my books, and sometimes my students will see a, they'll see them since, okay, can I look at it? Sure. And leave it through like, wow, this is the, the game board? This is what you guys play on? <laughs> and, of course, They're I totally lie. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's something like that. They're like... This looks like the coolest game ever, and it's because like, it's neat to look at. Exactly. So I, I, I didn't know that they made fun of the idea. Okay. Of display well, boards. I mean, someone said make. Fun. I don't know if it's literally like you okay. run a display board, dork. <laughs> I don't know if it's that bad, but or it's maybe like, they just question the uh, the practicality of it. Uh, you know, maybe it just comes across. I mean, maybe a more accurate thing is maybe it seems more. You know, you're being pretentious, Too, like self indulgent. Maybe. Yeah. You but if everyone if everyone has one, then it's just this big. You know, hobby orgy, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way to put it. <laughs> well, it, it is. I mean, it, everyone, bright, you know, is bringing their best and showing off their stuff. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I think it's great. In fact, the display board is the one place I've always been the weakest. I've only ever brought my own once. I just borrowed gra- uh, Grant's all the time because ah, okay. he's got two, and I don't really know how to I, – like, I've never set one up that looked even halfway decent. Mm. In fact, mine looked so bad that when I came to bits, Grant's like, come here. Oh. And he grabbed my paint. I brought some paint. I'm like, Could you? He's like, come here. He's like, he whipped it up. It's no. still, it's just a brown board with some sand and some grit, uh, but it looked a hundred sure. times better than the crap I did. Well, yeah. yeah. It, it, it takes were, some practice to make one, yeah. for sure. So I just, I don't know. I think it's really cool, but yeah, to get back to our original topic <laughs> is uh, that Adepticon, Adepticon is sold just, out fast. And it's, dude, this is the premier tournament in the country, I think, at this point. I can't think of any, I mean, I know there's big tournaments on the West Coast. I know there's big this tournaments is, on the this East is Coast. This is the big one, though, for but sure. But this is just, this is crazy. Well, plus, there's every other game system's there. Uh-huh. There's huge Flames of War tournaments. War Machine is starts big. on Thursday mm-hmm. and goes till Sunday, and it's 24, like, all weekend. Wow. Like nonstop? But nonstop. They are running Jeez. tournaments constantly. They have That's run these Ironman. That's cool. Because I know last year Luke signed up, and he was playing from one that was started at 10 p.m. and ran to like 6 in the morning, Ooh, 7 in the morning. I, well, they run tournaments nonstop the whole four days. There's Blood Bowl tournaments. Is there a, is there going to be a Malifaux tournament? There was last year. They were in the okay. uh, they were in the back half of our room. Remember those two aisles with the Malifaux tables? Was that Malifaux? I thought I could have sworn that was um, Flames of War. No, Flames no? of War is in the next room over. Okay. In the, the, those last three, there was three rows of tables we weren't using. Mm-hmm. Those last two had those really the nice looking buildings and stuff. Okay, remember, like you'd be playing and you'd hear the guy come on the mic. Okay, guys, and it wasn't us. That was the Malifaux tournament. Mm-hmm. I can't really recall. Well, you, well, I was actually in the hospital to help yeah, deliver a baby. Yeah, at that your point. baby. You left the middle of the tournament <laughs> right. to go have a baby. So uh, yeah. call me a slacker. Yeah, I just blew off a Depticon. Quit the tournament. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what was I thinking? That was my year too, by the way. Dude, for the would, record, that, he would have won if it wasn't not, for that not the baby. whole thing, but I think it would have come in pretty strong. I think that next, when that kid turns sixteen and starts asking for the keys of the car, be like, "Yeah, keys of the car." You know, you cost me an Adepticon <laughs> championship. Right. Your wife's telling how long you were in labor, and you're complaining how long how, how that was your year. Adepticant. That's his, <laughs> that's his name. So, uh, but so any you know, one thing I've been thinking a lot about is the scenarios. Yeah. I, I think knowing Alex as I do. Uh, that the scenarios will be similar to what he put out for Screw City GT. Yeah, I know he likes the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? Yeah, he does. There are two scenarios that he wrote with that with the box. Yeah, well, he did it last Adepticon, and he liked it, and there was good feedback for it. Yeah. Um, I know he'll have that. He always likes to throw in one scenario that's got some fun stuff that doesn't throw it out of balance. It's not completely wonky, but there's always... You might be referring to the secret agent scenario. Yeah. Each player gets an envelope sealed. You deploy, and then you open your envelope to see where your bonus objective is. Yeah. He throws in... I I like the bonus objectives. I like it a lot. I like it, yeah. They add some flavor. Yeah. Um, It's... It's an all-around great tournament. I really hope they expand it. I'd really like to see it getting even bigger. Mm. Um, But they're just... I mean, it's almost like they... It's, they're going to need a bigger venue at some point. Well, yeah, they're certainly pushed for space at this point. They might have to do go to like a full tilt convention center. Yeah, like I mean, the, like I the could, one downtown. Yeah, I could see this going to like the Donald E. Stevens Center mm-hmm. in Rosemont, but that's almost too big. But okay, but the the big the main giant super hall is really big. But they've also got all those ballrooms too, sure, right? So you, they can customize size as well. Mm. Um, I like it where it is. 
I mean, I like the oh, place, the, but the location is really convenient. Yeah. It's easy to get but there. Then again, don't forget they also had a wedding that weekend. <laughs> so if <laughs> that but, poor, that but, poor Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm saying is that's a whole other ballroom. That if we if, if the Adepticon guys were smart and talked to them at the end of last year and said, listen. We need this room too. Well, that's that's the tricky part. They didn't know. Who knew that the we, championship would sell out? Right, and that they'd have almost two hundred people. Well, I, I, mean, I would never have guessed that. But the hallways. I mean, there were. I mean, everything. I mean, mm. we were cramped last year for game. I mean, Malifaux was putting our Malifaux is going to have its own room now. So yeah. where's that going? Right. They're not bumping somebody. So I'm thinking, and I don't know this for certain either. We're just you know we're just, just talk guessing here. But I, I'm figuring that that ballroom that the wedding was in. They've all, they've already probably got it for other games as well. I hope so. It's just it's I can't wait. I hope it's so. Be yeah, so I, awesome. I can't wait either. So <laughs> you signed up for some classes. I did. Uh, I signed up for class because the one I really wanted was booked. Um, so I know I'm signed up for one. And which one is that? I forget which one was full and which one wasn't. I think I've got the. I thought it was the freehand. Yes, it's the right. freehand painting mm. uh, for um, for tournament uh, stand. Oh, okay. So you know it's uh, you know. Painting, you know, extra flair on the robes, painting banners. My freehand is, I mean, seriously, I mean. It's not It's not easy. It's not it easy. It takes a lot of practice. And I'm, I'm the type of person who I want to go, I want to have, I want to sit down and have someone who knows what they're doing mm-hmm. show me and teach me. Mm-hmm. I can run off, use my own techniques and learn after that. Right. But I, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. And I fall into that analysis paralysis of staring at it and not knowing where to start, uh, not yeah, knowing how to start. I think the, the start. trick is to just jump in and do it. And if it yeah. doesn't work, try something else. Yeah, it's just – and I've tried it, and it hasn't yeah. worked. It's looked awful. Huh, okay. And I don't know – it's one of those things where I've tried it a couple of times, and it's awful. I can't get those nice thin strokes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. So if someone – it's like at this point, I've sort of exhausted my – Sort of guessing, guesswork, sure. and trying. I want someone who knows what okay. they're doing to tell me. Well, that the classes should be uh, right up your alley. The though. class that I took that filled up was uh, two uh, two brush blending, like the huh. wet blending technique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a guy using it at Games Day like three years ago, mm. and uh, it's you know you're using one brush with one color, one with and just basically. Uh. Putting on your two colors at the same time while they're wet, sort of blending the middle. So you apply with one brush, put that down, pick up another brush, and apply, and apply that. And then there's like, and it's like, it's like a blend technique huh. where you. I, I saw a guy doing it. Like I said, one of these one of these GW painters was sitting around doing it at Games Day one year, and it really does. It's it's instead of mm-hmm. putting on your paint and then putting on your highlight. Right. He's putting them down together, and then sort of got one brush just kind of stroking back and forth and blending the two in the it's middle. It's almost like uh, watercolor yeah. in a way. I, mean, reminds, I hate to say it, but it kind of reminds you of the Bob Ross joy of painting <laughs> technique. You know, he puts on the two colors and then all yeah. of a sudden they all blend. It's like that wet blend technique. Here's a happy little skull here. Yeah, here's got an S, yeah. <laughs> Remember, there's no mistakes, only happy accidents. But, uh, so, you know what, that's, that's well, we're totally off topic, but right. whatever. This was... I, I can talk about Adepticon all day. Um, let's well, see. I'd love to hear what uh, your class you know goes through. So make sure you pay attention. I am excited. Um, I I have to. I I don't think I'm going to make the team tournament. Okay. Uh, the Friday tournament only because I don't know if I can get out there Thursday night. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of family stuff that generally takes place Thursday night. We've got classes and sure, things that I have sure. to do with the kids. Uh, I could run out there late. Thursday night. By the time I get there, most Thursday night stuff will be done. Do I want to pay for an extra night at a hotel and all that extra stuff? Sure. I'm already staying. Andy, I talked to Andy from Ohio Hammer. Mm-hmm. He's got me space. And I already told him I'm only going to be Friday and Saturday night. Uh, okay. They're already pretty packed in the rooms already. Sure. 
So you know, one less one less guy, one less night is probably almost better for them. Mm. Um, I'm trying to get Thursday, but I just don't know if I can. And if I can't get out there, I, I mean, it's honestly, looking like I can't get out there till later Friday morning, and the team tournament starts at like eight, nine, nine a.m. Eight or, or something nine. Like that. So yeah, yeah okay. I might have to. Well, I'll be out there Thursday night. Okay, uh, I'm taking that that. Uh, one of the classes, raising your game, taking your painting to a competition level Thursday night. Oh, nice. That was one of the ones they added later. Okay. Um, and that's being led by Chris Borer of Full Borer Miniatures. Yeah. I'm not familiar with him, although I did look at his site, and uh, yeah, i got to say, it's, the quality of his stuff is excellent. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to... No, yeah. I've, I've, heard of him, I've heard of him before, and he was doing... I think he did some classes last year, mm. and I, I heard really good things about him. Yeah, he's highly regarded by both Domus and Rob Fanouf. Okay, Which Rockstar both, Rob. Both those guys are, are great hobbyists. Yes. So if they say high things, so he, you know he must certainly be qualified. Yeah, like I said, I I think, and this is one of the things that makes Adepticon so cool is that I've never I've not been to other tournaments that have seminars and classes going on. I've never been able to take one. They've always sold out. I took two last year. I took uh, airbrush technique where I learned a whole lot in like two short hours, just about the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, even just even if I'm just using it for priming, I'm I, it's become much easier. I'm doing I'm working much better. I have the proper tools now, things I didn't know about. And then I was supposed to take one about freehand painting. Yeah. And the person who was teaching the class had to cancel. Oh right. So then I got this other class, which was Mister Mister Justin from Secret Weapon Miniatures. Okay. And it was using pigments. Hmm. You know, like the pigment stuff that you could add the little yeah. add. It was cool. Um, huh. If I ever got really into 40K and was doing, like, if, like, if I ever build my Orc Bama, okay. uh, it's cool to use the pigments to add in rust and all sorts of techniques oh, like so that. So it more, lends itself more towards armor and yeah. metallics yeah. that sort of thing? Okay. Uh, it's, it's a really cool thing. It's, it seems rather difficult, but if you can get it to work, it looks really cool. It would almost They would almost have to break it up into two different weekends. One for ho- all hobby, one for all gaming. <laughs> you would think. I mean, well, I mean, heck, it's going to four days. Yeah. I mean, you know. Especially it's going to be a whole week. Yeah. Hey, are you going to Adepticon week? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Can you imagine? No way, man. All right. Well, you know what? Let's get back. We've got two two last bits of actual uh, upcoming you know, yes. product. Uh, Forge World released the Morngul. Yeah, what'd you think of that? I liked it. I liked it a lot too. I liked it a lot. Uh, d- this idea of these spirits that are just these tortured spirits left behind after weird battles and stuff, mm-hmm. and the forces of evil turning it and just making it this. I mean, that thing's five and a half inches tall. That is huge. Yeah, it's like a floating body with two huge arms. Yeah, it's right? turned into this 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 corpse. The spirit is still inhabiting the corpse, and it just expands to this huge mm-hmm. bloated brittle monstrosity yeah. and the model's so cool that like it's all based on it's and it's got the base has a a, a broken horse on it and by broken mm. i mean it's like you can see the neck it's bent in an unnatural right, position right. and the morngul's got the whole neck and head in its hand that's, that's how cool. big it is and it's just in its in its fist holding it by the neck and broken yeah and then that, that's what it's ba- balanced on the arm goes up from there uh, and it's like floating over so i didn't see the base oh you got that's, look that's, at that's it cool. the horse is gutted it's like it's whole, i mean the, the stuff i did for my horse for the terror guys yeah. it's like that except instead of just having like half a horse like i did it's the whole horse its intestines are spilling out the whole yeah, thing's just been mutilated gutted. oh yeah oh, it's, that's cool it's it's amazing would you? I, I don't think I could fit that into either of my armies. But would you? Can you see yourself using that? Uh, for, I don't know what Maybe I would as use a, it for. A Vargol for something. Actually, I would. Oh, I mean, it's a storm of. It's a monstrous arcanum yeah. creature. 
um, and I do like Storm of Magic, I could see picking it up just to have as a creature to take because it's definitely one my VC could take. Sure. And it's, it's a cool, it's such a cool model. It is. It would make a really nice centerpiece. Yeah, you know? it was, absolutely would. And it's 32 pounds. So it's, it's not, about 50 bucks. Yeah, it's not US. really that overpriced. I mean, considering that it's half a foot tall. Yeah, it does look pretty, pretty cool. I wonder if that's plastic or resin. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Forge World stuff is resin. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very uh, cool. And the last thing is, and this came out uh, actually like right after we recorded last time, uh, but the VC and Empire are the army boxes for this holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see these? Uh, briefly, I didn't really look at them in detail. It's, I mean, you get some, you get a smattering of the core, and then you get basically one, uh, you know, one box each of all the new toys. So one box of demigriffs. There's demigriffs. There's the, the the general. I think it's Carl Franz on. It's either Carl Franz on Deathclaw or just the guy, the knight on a griffin. Right. The, um, I I spent more time looking at the VC one. Um, this is not a starter set. Like if you wanted to start a VC army, this I, isn't for you. Well, here's okay. Here's what you get. You get twenty skeletons. Okay. Twenty zombies. Ten ghouls. Okay. That's all the core you get. It also comes with, and I'm assuming it comes with the full box, so you could build either one, but on the cover, right. it's got a Necromancer, okay. five Black Knights, which I'm assuming if it's the Black Knight kit, you could also make them hex rates, rates sure. whatever. Three uh, Vargeists, okay. a corpse cart, the, um, the, the, not the, they had the coven thrown on the box, and a Terrorgeist. Both of those are in there? Yeah. It's like 250 bucks, huh. But I figured out, you know, okay, 20 zombies with the two command models is 70 points. 20 skeletons with full command is 130. That's mm-hmm. 200. And then you got 10 ghouls. That's 300. Right. You can add a, a ghast, so 310, and a banner, so what, maybe 350 total core. Sure. So you've got maybe a 1,500-point army there. But, but all that other stuff way surpasses that. Yeah, I mean, you can't... Well, first of all, if you, you're not going to take... You can't take a Coven sure. Throne without a Rider. That's right, right. out. You know, I think that's targeting people, like VC players of old, that have all their core already. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. As I'm saying, it's not... If you don't have a VC army, this is not... I mean, unless you're saying, I want to play VC, I'm just going to pick all this up in one big kit and then sure, buy that's more different. core. But but if you if you played VC back in the day... And you have some core, this is all the new toys. the new toys. This is, that's I what like this that. is. That's it's cool. all the new toys. It's really, like I said, it's good if you have an army. And I think it comes with the army book, too. I think. Wow. Uh, I know the old army sets did come with the army book. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this does or not. I thought it did, but I could be wrong. Huh. Um, but the Empire one's the same thing. It's got a smattering of core... Mm-hmm. And then all the new toys. So you've got Demigrips, it's got the Hurricanum, you know, I mean sure. it's got all the so but it's it's not like a you know, oh you're you're this is the army you're gonna start, buy this and you're ready to go. Right. I mean That's kinda cool. But it's got everything you need, you know. I like that. So that and the like I said, the Empire, that's pretty much everything. So That's all for news and rumors, huh? That's it. That's our condensed shortened version. Oh my god. <laughs> well, why don't we take a break? Yeah, um, you know what? I think uh, what I'll do is I'll insert, uh, I believe Jeff is supposed to call in tonight with an update for the Circle City Circuit. Okay. So why don't I enter that here, and then we'll go from him to commercial, and then be back with the toolbox. That's Brought like to you by... Hey, everyone. Lizardman Jeff here with your Circle City Circuit update. 
Once again, the circuit has come down to round four, and we have uh, two players that are in contention for overall champion of the circuit. Uh, it's going to be Dr. Caps, who is a.k.a. Dr. Warhammer, and Brett Bain, who is a.k.a. Brett Bain. Uh, round four is going to be December 8th at the Greenwood Game Preserve, and if Brett can keep Dr. Caps below fourth place, then he is going to take it overall. So if he comes in first or second or third, then Brett is definitely going to win. But if Dr. W can manage the podium, then he's going to sneak in and steal it away from Brett. Uh, we also have Circuit Best Painted, and Dr. W is also in contention for that against Callie John. Uh, Dr. W has two Best Painted votes, and Callie John has one. So if Callie John can take down another Best Painted, we're going to have to have a tiebreaker. Or if Dr. W doesn't manage the podium, then he can definitely still take the Best Painted Award. So if anybody is going to be in Indianapolis on December 8th and would like to participate, uh, go ahead and come to the Greenwood Game Preserve, and uh, we'd love to meet you. Thanks, everybody, for following Circle City Circuit. And if you're interested in some pictures or just following us, uh, you can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash circlecitycircuit. And go ahead and like us. And until uh, next season, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. Welcome back to the toolbox. You might want to turn your mic yeah, on. There you go. Here, here I am. <laughs> so where are we at? We're at the toolbox. The my toolbox. So Welcome to the toolbox. What have you been working on? Uh, I. My hobby commitment mm-hmm. completed. Nice. I primed about 150 models last week. Jeez. It's the airbrush, baby. It took me about 20 minutes to set that puppy up. Yeah. I had it all done in about 95 minutes. Nice. There's no... There's no... Uh, how many better, models? 100, 100, about 150. So do you line them up like one the, long I, line? No, I just had a big pile of models. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I have I buy those uh, those industrial strength black like eighty gallon garbage bags or whatever they yeah. are you know, and I cut them open. I cut down one side in the bottom so it all folds out. Okay. I sit down here in the basement. I got the window open. I have the little mask. It's all airbrush. Sure, but sure. we still have I have the little those cheapy white little breather masks. Yeah. So if anyone's down Just here, a surgical mask type thing. Yeah. I put the plastic over the table. And then I take the little TV trays and put them behind the table, mm-hmm. and the plastic goes up and then on top of the TV tray. So it's sort of like a little cliff, a little ledge. Right. So I'm spraying into the black plastic tarp huh. uh, or towards it so it doesn't get anything anywhere else. Sure. I got latex gloves on. 
I just pick up a model, airbrush it, prime it, sit it down on the plastic, take it, prime it, and they just start piling up. Hmm. So there's just, I mean, literally, it's just a pile of models. Like, I'm not even oh, got to lined up. just grab one, paint it. I just and, have them. Wow. I just take one out of the pile, prime it, sit it down. That's and, labor intensive. It's like 90 minutes because it really, the, with the airbrush, it goes so quick, so even, right. so fast. I mean, dude, you could not hand brush or even with with a can of spray paint. I don't think you do 150 in 90 minutes. And if you did, I suppose you could, but how many cans of spray paint would you go through? Quite a, quite a few probably. Let me tell you what I went through. Harrison, hand me one of those bottles. Anyone who knows what the Vallejo bottles of, of paint mm-hmm. I used about 75 to 80% of one of these Vallejo bottles. As your primer? Yes. Wow. I went through almost a whole bottle, a one bottle, $3.70 of Vallejo white primer because you mix it in because you, you put it in. It's not airbrush primer. Right. You mix it in and there's a, you have a mix of water and 97% rubbing alcohol. It's like 15% rubbing alcohol, 85% huh. water. And I mix that in like... I think it's like uh, one part of paint to a couple of parts the water uh, uh, mix with the alcohol to to keep it thin and running through the machine. Is the alcohol for that to keep it going through the machine? It keeps it going through the machine. It keeps it thin and even spray. And it keeps uh, it it breaks the surface tension too. It keeps it all all so it goes on. And you know the first model, you know you got to you got to get that airbrush set. You know, get it set. I'll grab some piece of plastic and just spray to make sure it's not blotchy. Get the get the mix just right. But once you do that, because you're mixing it with this and it's spraying out in that infinitesimal Mm -hmm. that jet spray. I mean, I know that I could get out of a can of spray paint about I think I have about forty models, fifty models, maybe depending on the size of them. Before that spray cans out, you got to do it outside. It's noxious. I mean, now it's it's thirty to fifty degrees that you can't go out there you and spray do that. for yeah, long. Yeah. I can sit down here and for three bucks worth of primer, I primed all of them. Interesting. See, I, I do the opposite. So I, I I prime in my basement. It's an unfinished basement, but open the windows uh, and set up the long long line of models, thirty or whatever, in one single file line. Spray the front of them, then walk around to the back and spray the back of them. Oh, I pick these up and do each one. Just pick it up and just spray them, kind of turn them around, make sure I get every last bit of them. I get it underneath the top because I can hold it there. So I, sure. if they've got hard-to-reach spots underneath. Interesting. So, well, that's a lot of priming. Yeah. Um, now on to painting for you, huh? That's next. In fact, yeah. now my wife's getting on me because someone noticed. Big Mike noticed. He saw he saw round bases in the, when I did the tweeted the pictures mm-hmm. of the primer. There's about nine... Uh, Malifaux models. When we were at uh, Gen Con, I signed us, Heather and I both up for a uh, Malifaux demo, yep. and she liked it. Huh. She said... It is I, a fun game. She said, I will not paint those models. She's like, you're insane to paint those. She just, mm-hmm. She's like, I don't have the patience or the desire to go and sit and paint those little would, tiny miniatures. Did she at least give you like... Um uh, general color scheme that she wanted? Yes. She, picked, she, she read the Malifaux book. She picked her crew. She went with Lilith. I have nine models I bought. Mm-hmm. Um, she's keeping it similar to what it looks like on the pictures. Uh, the hair color and a couple of other little things changed. Um, but she's like, she. And here's the thing, she will not play with unpainted models because she, wow. She, she basically said she's like, if I want to play this, let's play it right. Do she's it like, right. I like that. She want. She's basically part of the fun for her is that it looks really cool. Yeah. And she's like, I've seen you guys playing with gray models, and it does it doesn't look nearly as fun as when I've seen you guys playing with painted models. No doubt. So basically, 
she basically looked at me and says, "If I come down there and you're painting all your models and my models are still sitting, I'm going to be in the doghouse." Yeah, so <laughs> I have to paint these nine Malifaux models. So Big Mike, did he point out and ask you? Well, what he was just like, "Did I see some round bases in there, White uh-huh. Tech?" I was like, "Yeah, they're my wife's." But so I'm going to paint her Lilith crew up, and uh, that's actually my commitment for December. I think I don't know if it'll be next year or the one after, mm-hmm. is to get the Lilith models done, and then I want to get all. I want to get the. I have thirteen more black knights that need to be painted. Thirteen more. Yeah. So well, how many, how many origi- do you have now? I have the ten original medals. So you have twenty three. Yeah. Well, I'll twenty three with two command units. Okay. So basically, I can run one unit of twenty, and you- I'll, or I can have two units of ten or right. whatever. Well, because I have a unit of ten with command, and then I had another unit of ten with command, but you can't run a unit of twenty if I ever wanted to run one huge bus. Mm-hmm. So I bought another box. I used two of them to do my conversions for the White King right, on the horse right. and the BSB on the horse. So I had the other three, so I just made them. So sure. I basically so, got two units of 10, and then I've got three left over. You know, so Are you going to try that uh, huge night bus that people have been? That's an expensive thing. And, uh, you know, I, I, when I do all my eggs in one basket, I tend it's, it, that's been heavy to win. <laughs> right. so, but I get smashed. It's just I had these three models left, so I made them. Sure. I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so I want to get those. They're they're built, and I want to get them primed, mm-hmm. and I want to, at the very least, get all the because ho- I haven't put the knights on the horses yet, mm. because I do that ethereal paint job yeah, that yeah. I that I got my ethereal technique. the ethereal treatment, and yep. I can do it quick. And if there's nothing else on it, I can just do the whole horse and then add them to it and paint them. Okay. And then I'm I'm working on. I want to get one model done with that rust scheme that I told you about. Yeah, of course. I want to do it all solid, just rusted through, and then go in and just add on little bits of black and silver. Mm-hmm. So the remnants of the armor, just that little bits of paint. There should just like under under the arms and places where it wouldn't have gotten really scratched up. Little bits of paint thrown through, but the rest of it just looking like they just pulled out of a tomb. I yeah, guess that's yeah. my plan. Cool, but yeah, um, a lot of, lot of priming, a lot of priming, Got I mean, a lot of, lot of painting. Yep. What about you? What'd you do? I've been working on my goblins, working towards Merry Mayhem, which is coming up here on December first. Oh, you're, you're you're going? I am going to that. Yeah, that's okay. a, it's a fun tournament. It's a one day or two thousand points. So. I'm going to try it's my hand. It's tournament, right? It is, yeah. I heard he always runs. I mean, I've heard that nothing but good things about Merry Mayhem every year. Everybody knows I get out to about, I get to Bits and to Adepticon. Sure. And then I can go to UGG local things, and that's about it. Well, yeah, to, to get out for a whole Saturday when you have three kids at home, it's a tall order. But I was able to talk to the warden and uh, make arrangements for this one. So, yeah, I'm working towards that. 2,000 points. I'm going to try my hand at all goblins. So, trying to fill out that list there between p- repainting fanatics, um, Adding goblin night goblins to my units. To we should have a paint fit. night some night. If you've got a free night, you can get out of the house, or you know, sure, yeah, we can do that. Because I also still want to see because your 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 models, your highlights, your blending is so much nicer than mine. I still want to see it's, my technique is nothing and special plus, to write about. It's so but easy you to also do. your banners. I mean, you're one of the people that I can learn some of the more of the freehand technique. Yeah, from. we can. We always talk about it. We should should certainly sit down and. and I definitely want to. You yeah. can you can teach me how to make the most out of my Windsor Newton brushes that you talked yes, about buying. Yes, yes. Yep. Well, you, have you you've used them? Oh heck, yes, I've yeah. used them. Okay, I mean, especially when you got to get are nice. those those, those, nice. those tight spots, man. Yeah. They're yeah. really good. But uh, but uh, I I did work on. I brought one here to show you one of the Ooh. heroes on Wolf. It's a it's a caster on a wolf. It's that's the one of the forty k Fenrisian wolves. 
Yes, it is. Uh, so I tried my hand at painting it. I think it came out a little clean, the wolf. It's it's kind of gray, highlight, uh, shaded down to white. Yeah. It, it looks a little too clean, almost National it, Geographic. It's like the white legs and the white muzzle Paws, and then right. the gray. And yes, I mean, running over the dirty, rotten ground, it's very... Stark. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. very white. You would expect a lot of filth on the paws right, and stuff right. like so that. So I might have to go over it with a wash again. But, you know, to be fair, I was referencing, you know, magazine covers and, you know, wolves oh, and sure. stuff uh, on Google to see. So so is this all your first base coats, though, for the most part? Uh, for the most part, yeah. yeah. It's looking nice. Yeah, so it's, it's, looking that's sharp. A, it's a goblin fighty hero. I lopped off the spear and put on a little moon staff yeah. for him. No, it looks so. good. Thanks. And you, you, you always... I, I, I've got a very limited color palette that I use. I got what I like. And, yep. I mean, uh, I've actually decided that my like my Mantic Undead, mm-hmm. I'm going with purples and reds, I think, just because I have painted four or 500 models with green, with green and black yeah, armor. Yeah. And it's like, I love it. I could keep doing it. But eventually people are going to look at me like, do you do you own other colors? Well, you know, green? I was thinking about this the other day. Your Your army as a whole is very green. It's it's kind of the one um, tone. That's, well, that's my that's my unif that's my sure that's, color. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So one thing you could try is like the the really dark greens for some units, right. and a pale green for that unit. So, you know, just to mix up the different types of green. Right, and that's that's kind of what I've been trying. Like my zombies have almost no green on them. In fact, their green is those the bog bases. Right. If you look, because they're just all filth and mud. They're un they're the undead flesh and a lot of brown and rotten mm-hmm. colors, dark tones. And all the green is in the grass and the bog on the right. base. You know, I mean, it's always there, but I did. I didn't want to just have everybody be bright green either. Right. Yeah. Of course. But with all the ethereal colors being that white with the green in it, it just that's that's the army color. You know, I I, I want to have a, a unified yeah. palette. But some some darker color to uh-huh. you know, it's still green, but it's it, it offers some nice contrast to the pale green that you're using. Right. So right. I, I don't know, just something that I was thinking about the other day. No, you're you're absolutely right. It needs it needs some variety. But like I said, I'm just I'm looking to my other armies now and saying I, I'm looking. What am I going to paint next? Because mm-hmm. I was actually like Harrison like likes my wood elves, and eventually they're going to get a book, and I'm going to pull them back out <laughs> someday. And Harrison's like, "Well, you're going to paint them next?" And I'm like, "My green and brown wood elves." <laughs> and I looked at him, and I actually was like, "Yeah, I need to." No, no more earth tones. No. I'm going. <laughs> if if nothing else, I'll go back and start. I'll, if 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 I don't pick the next full army to paint, mm-hmm. I'm going to go paint my slayers because okay. that's nice tones with, with orange, bl- with blue, <laughs> with blue tattoos yeah. and orange crests. There won't be a stitch of green on those guys. Nice, nice. So, oh, yeah, a little variety, except maybe their teeth because they don't brush. <sighs> slayers are gross. Another reason to not like dwarves. Does it actually say that somewhere in their book? Uh, if you read Gotrek and Felix, Gotrek is, I mean, he's, I mean, he bathes and stuff like that, but there's a lot of times that he's hes missing teeth and an eyeball from all of the fighting he's done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he drinks heavily and he just, he he's kind of, a, he looks a mess. He's a bit scary so, looking. Sounds it. Yeah. Sounds it. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the other hero, and I showed this one to you before, that I've been working on is that the single hero on the wolf made by yeah. um, Game Zone. Yeah. Which is the same company that made those four eagles that I bought. And I right. love their miniatures. I, I, is Game Zone a division of Cool Mini or not? I don't know if they're a division, but they're closely affiliated in some way. Well, because I bought one of those eagles. The eagle with the... Uh, From Cool Mini. Yeah. Is that a... 
is that a cool mini? Because I bought them at the cool mini stand at Adepticon. But I think that, but it's a game zone model. It's a game zone brand, but right. it's sold via Cool right. Mini. Well, because I mean, a lot of there's a lot of people that sell through Cool Mini. A right, lot of right. places that are uh, that are attached to it. I know yep. Dark Ages is through Cool Mini too. Is it okay? Well, because Steel writes for Dark yeah. Ages, and he works for Cool Mini. So yeah, so there you go. So yeah. some kind of close affiliation. Yeah, but uh, that's a cool model. It's that that particular wolf is one of my favorites in my entire collection. Yeah, you were showing it to me, and it was like it, it was really weird because it's got so much motion, and the the wolf has got a bizarre pose. I mean, if you look at it, it's like he's on well, he's, his he's running, he's mid stride. Only his back left paw is on the ground. Mm. He's tilting heavily to the left in the back end. The body moves forward to the right on the model, and the head is turned severely to the left. He looks like he's going to fall over. He's but it, there's so much motion. He is moving that fast. Yeah, he yeah he's he's making a quick turn to the right. Yeah, I mean he's to not going to fall left. over, but it almost looks like I mean he's moving so fast and twisting so hard. Yeah, he's he's mid stride. That you're like he's how running. is he? Yeah, I mean there's so much. The, the kinetic energy in this model is just it's huge. Great. Just like those eagles, I mean they capture so much motion. Oh in, yeah, in those miniatures. Oh yeah. So this is I one mean, I can't wait to paint. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see how it turns out for you because yeah, I, mean, I know you're going to do it, do it really – it's going to look nice when you're done. Thanks. So uh, what else? What do you what, – so what, do you have a commitment for December? Well, for December uh, – Rather than just for the next show, I figure because we got the holidays coming up. Who knows when we'll get done? I, I'm not sure. I, with me trying to crank out stuff for Merry Mayhem, I will say my November commitment okay. will be you know this 2,000 points goblin list. Cause how, mu- how much more do you got to do? Uh – a couple characters, a few night goblins, and some details on my trolls. Okay. So not, not a lot. I think I'm in good shape. Okay. But uh, the holiday weekend will certainly prevent me from doing a lot of painting, more than, I would, uh, more than I would like. So that leaves me a good, about 10 days or so. But I, I think I'll be all right. You should be. You paint pretty quickly, like for all things being equal. You, you manage to get a lot done when you sit down and work. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a question of motivation, though. Because I, I go through spells, like I think, like anyone else. Oh sure, you know, dry spell where I don't paint anything at all, and then all of a sudden, oh, uh, that's the thing. It's like once I get painting, I'll crank out. I mean, I know when I sit down, like none of my skeletons are really done. Like I've got the three color, I got the main colors and the dip down, but I've never gone through with the dull coat and the highlights on any of them. So I got right. forty or fifty of those. I mean, once I get once I get my ten skeletons from my diet coke deal, that'll make a hundred. <laughs> okay, is it ten? It's well, I mean it's actually more than ten, but I I quit counting at ten weeks. Okay. Yeah. So I got I got right, once I right. got a box, I said I'm not gonna hold you to it. Otherwise in a year you're gonna buy me five <laughs> boxes of skeletons. <laughs> and that means I gotta build paint ten more you know, five what, boxes. Why don't we sell settle at a box a and box. then we'll reassess yeah, we'll, our deal? Yeah, we'll call that? it later. Yeah, yeah. But that'll be a hundred. And I mean I could sit down on a on a Saturday, like if my wife's out of town for work or if mm. the kids are activities, I could sit down on a Saturday and go from primer to, you know, putting on the dull coat and then highlight, just just needing dull coat and highlight. But how often do you get a whole Saturday? I mean, you have kids right. and everything. But I mean, I could do it, I mean, especially over break. I'm hoping that at least one Saturday, like once they all go to bed, when I don't have, like in the summer, I can cr- I crank in the summer sure. when I don't have school. Yeah, of course. Because I can stay up till 2, 3 in the morning. Yeah. And so they'll go to bed at 9, and I'll sit down and paint till 2, 3 in the morning and right. crank out 100 models of this stuff. Jeez. You know? So, but it's like you said, it's motivation. You know, it's, it's, well, that's, you know, it's funny on uh, Twitter. I was uh, Lucky Sixes. Yeah, uh, Andrea Schwant. She was saying, 
yeah, I have the whole day to myself to just paint whatever I want. And I was like, and I responded, I'm like, oh, I'm jealous. It's been since, you know, forever since I can oh, say I know. that. A whole day? A whole day. I've Even if I have a whole day to paint, I wind up finding other things that yeah, probably I, need, need my attention Hard more. for me to get a whole day. Usually my painting happens around between 9.30 until about midnight. Yeah. Right in that window right. when the whole right. house is asleep except for me. Exactly. So I'll usually do that. I'll be down here. If the girls will go to sleep and Harrison's got like another half hour or hour that before he's got to go to bed. And I'm like, grab these, go upstairs and get me some water for these paint yeah. cups. And then, paint away. Just, yeah, exactly. So that's, so that's been, that's been my hobby. As far as a December commitment, I, I don't know yet. Okay. We'll see after the dust well, settles after Mary Like I said, this is the November 25th episode. So, mm-hmm. I mean, by the time this airs, Really, our commitments will be going into that. But so you'll have your stuff for Mary Mayhem, right? Done in time, and then so I'm just I want to get my Black Knights done in December, mm-hmm. and and I want to try to start cranking through the skeletons just to get them done and out of the way, right? Because I'm done with the zombies, I'm done with the ghouls. If I can be done with the skeletons, then I can start focusing on the Grave Guard and the Blood Knights because those are the Ooh, few things. Nice. That I, and I got to paint those Vargeists, but that's it. Cool. So. You been doing any other before we break? Other, um, well, let's see. Well, I've still been reading False Gods, and it, I, I got to be honest, it's really grinding for me at this point. Okay, I'm, I'm still reading it. How much you got left? Maybe about a third. Okay, it's gonna pick up, and the last, the third book is just really. It's is this is the false? Is this the part where Horus is going on his the dream? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm okay. I think that I'm at the tail end of the dream okay. sequence. Okay, Th- that's it. That part for me too. I was like, I mean, I was, I was really interested in it, and yeah. even for me, it was like, okay, let's get to the next part. <laughs> but once you get through that, and once Horace like shows his true colors and uh-huh. wipes out, I mean, he's there with. Oh, don't tell the, me too much. Yeah, but yeah. So I mean, we'll, we'll yeah. get past the dream and it picks up again. Yeah. Is, okay. So yeah. yeah, still reading that. Um, you know, still watching my Walking Dead and Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did watch this movie, and I, I mentioned to you briefly the Tree of Life. I really want to see that, but it seems like I want to see it, but I was a film student, so I like those pretentious, artsy films. Pretentious and artsy is right, but it was very interesting. I, I would say if you were a fan of, like, 2001, right. Space Odyssey, then I think you will like this movie. A lot of uh, long segments of visuals and, and see, audio. It, it cracks me up that you mentioned 2001, because if you watch 2001 at home, which is the way most people see it... Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. There are parts that seem to drag. Like, it's just these long, slow... Yeah. We went one day, it was playing at the music box downtown, mm-hmm. and we went to go see it on the big screen. Yeah. It, Different. It was. It didn't seem to drag at all. People say, why do you need it on the big screen? The, all those giant space things of the stuff tumbling through. It's which so seems, epic, right? It's huge. It's, it's yeah. amazing to oh, watch yeah. on the big screen. But, uh, yeah, I definitely want to see that. It's a, it's a very... I thought it was very good. A very good movie. It's supposed to be, and I really want to see it. You know, um, it's very yeah, thought provoking. Uh, maybe so, it might be. I think a lot of people when they see it, can be like, "What is this? There's no plot. There's no story." That's, those are the two the two reactions I've heard. This is an amazing. One, this is like, this is a piece of art. This yeah. is one of those must see. This is a, it, a it's pe- something you see of cinema. It's something you'd see at the Museum of Contemporary Art more right. so than at the Regal. This is a true piece of artwork. This is cinema. And other people go, what in the hell did I just sit through? Right. I, I, that's two hours of my life I'm not getting back. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. So, saw that. What that has to do with gaming and sci-fi. Hey, it's it's our other. Yeah, it is um, other. I haven't been to the movies. I'm dying to go see Skyfall still. I did Same buy here. Prometheus. Oh, you bought it? Uh, you know what? Did you watch it? 
Oh, I saw it in the theaters. But but did you watch the purchase version? Because no, I hear there's I, a lot of deleted scenes and stuff. That's not added into the picture, though. It's like, I, I, I think it's like it, in the like, extra extras, scenes okay. se- segment like outside of it. I bought it because I like it. I'm not 100% certain why I like it. I know there's a lot of things in it not to like. There's certain parts I watch that said, this is crazy. This makes no sense. Right. But I had so much fun watching it. I'll watch it again. Like, there were things I watched that said, wait, what? And it's it it's not a with, movie that you can think about. The more you think about it, the more upset it, I get about well, it. Well, here's the thing. It left me with more questions at the end than answers. Like, I actually want, if he does another one, I want to see. Which he will. I want to see how this story continues because, like I said, I've said this before. Ridley Scott said this is not an Aliens prequel. This is not an Alien prequel. And everyone said, baloney, look at all this stuff. This it's the same universe. It's the same people. Mm-hmm. But it's not like if Alien is not two to this is number one. If this is the right. number one, Alien is like number four probably. <laughs> you know, right. like there's, yeah, yeah. there's, there's stuff more in, in between. Yeah. yeah. And so he's, he's he was not lying when he said it's not a, not prequel, a prequel, although there is stuff there. Right. That's it was really cool. I like watching it. It's fun to watch. It, it is it's, fun to watch, but so many like what moments? Exactly. The more that I think and about it, it was twenty bucks, and you know I've spent twenty bucks in a lot worse ways. Than Wait, it was entertaining for exactly. sure. And I think the the bonus features alone, the deleted scenes or whatever, exactly. would would make and would it's, make it worth it's it. good to put on when you're painting. Yes, you know it's something to have on in the background because I'm not going to sit and watch the whole movie, but when the cool scenes come, I'm going to watch. Then you that. can pause and take a look at it. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Um, actually, what I've been watching, Harrison and I have been watching Castle. Are you guys fans of that show? I love that show. I've you been watching, love that show? I've been watching it since the beginning. Yeah. I, I, I love every episode of that show. Like, you know, I look forward to it. My wife and I watch that. We go back and forth on it. She enjoys it a little bit more than I do. Mm-hmm. <sighs> if you watch it from the beginning, it Which really did. builds up. I love it. Nathan Fillion's great. They've got yeah, good chemistry yeah, on the he's show. Cool. And they're fun detective stories. And he is... So now I admit I am a Nathan Fillion fanboy. Little man but crush. I love him from Firefly. Yeah, yeah. I mean that episode of Castle, the Halloween episode, where he walks out dressed oh, like Mal. Right. Yeah. He's got the gun. And what everything. are you dressed up as? I'm a space cowboy. <laughs> Didn't you wear that like two, three years ago? That I mean, <laughs> that was that was awesome. I mean, and but it's 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 a fun show. I absolutely adore it. We look forward to it on Mondays. Reading, I'm still reading Nemesis, and I've been reading it for weeks. Harrison is like, what's wrong with you? This is the Horace Heresy novel. I think I've had more trouble reading this book than any of them, and it's not my least favorite. I actually like it. Um, is this the one with the, the, the assassins? Yes. Yeah? Okay. Well, and here's the problem I'm having with it. It's the same problem I have with Titanic. It's the same problem I have with Apollo 13. As much as I love Apollo 13 as a movie, not so much Titanic. This squad is getting sent out to assassinate Horus before he can come back to Earth and try to take over Terra. Okay. I know exactly how this is going to end before I... Like, I know there's going to be a twist, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens to these characters that they've built up. But, okay, and spoiler alert, folks, so you may want to jump ahead 30 seconds. They're going to (laughs) fail. They're not going to kill... And I know that coming into this book... So I'm having it's like it's kind of it's like you said I'm getting into this grind because it's like mm-hmm. all right come on just tell me what happens get on with it so I can get to the next book right you know and I'm enjoying it but well maybe they'll add in some you know maybe they've injured him in some way and because of that he's not as 
powerful as he could be. I, 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 I don't know. know. Something I, like I that. I don't know. But it's like I'm having a little trouble getting through it. Plus, um, they released the eighth and final Artemis Fowl book. So I'm going to read that to wrap up the series. And the new Dresden book comes out in like two weeks. Hmm. So my my attempts to plow through the Horus heresy are going uh, to a screeching hold for the, the next few weeks for, for a couple other books in the series I'm reading. So Interesting. Uh, that's about it. Other than that, the last stuff I got, and then we'll go to commercial. Um, I played the ne- the next week of my uh, our Blood Bowl League. Mm. Week well, seven. Which week seven out of how many weeks? Uh, I think it's well. There's I'm playing what five other guys. I got to play two games each, so it's ten games. Okay. Um, oh, you're almost done then. Yeah. Uh, was it week seven or week six? Maybe it was week six. I think I'm. I'm either four and I think I'm four and two. Maybe it was week six then. Okay. Um, uh, I I the, I lost two games in a row to the to the necromancer team, and the guy I was playing with uh, against Glenn uh, Savitt, He was like, "You need to get a Minotaur. I don't know why you don't have one." And then I played him the first game I played with him. So he like put three guys in the hospital. So oh, he leveled up on his first game. Uh, his second game, he put four more guys in the hospital. That's he's your bruiser. Though. Oh my that's, god, that's he's what you brutal. want. Yeah, that's that's awesome. what you want. I love him. So uh, yeah, I think I'm five and two at the moment, or something like that. It's the just, uh, the winner, the overall winner of the Blood Bowl uh, League. What do they do? They get anything, or uh, they get to say they won? Bragnarids. Yeah, okay. Joe talked about doing a trophy. We could pass it around, but for uh, all in all honesty, it's just fun to play against a bunch of people. Sure. And we got the two, the two, you know, the two divisions going, and someone will get to go. I'm actually like in second place in my division right now. So, but nice. I'm one of the few people with a second season team, so it it helps because chaos. Oh, you carry over your stats and uh, stuff from yeah. the first season. Yeah, you can carry up to a certain point huh. level. Joe is allowing us to oh, carry, I see. and you have to. I mean, especially with the chaos team because. Yeah. You know, they they start off with like no skills. So to get them to a contender team, you need to get they're a second or third season team. So interesting. It was good. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So folks, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, um, we're going to go directly to Chris and I played the second game in our campaign, our micro campaign, our micro campaign. Uh, if you remember, in the first game, my necromancer uh, had taken up residence in a couple of abandoned towers mm-hmm. and was uh, resurrecting all sorts of undead. Well, this is this is the, right on the borders of the Orc Badlands, and they started to smell the stink of rotten flesh. Yeah, we used to have dung piles there, and it's replaced by you know, this worse-smelling undead yeah, stuff. Yeah. So they came in to get rid of it, and um, they sent that necromancer and his undead running. Yeah, they did. Um, which kind of incensed them that he wouldn't fight, that he ran. So this is episode two. Mm-hmm. The necromancer runs, and now they're chasing him. And uh, as this scenario goes, the necromancer has found his way up on top of a hill. As a, as a desperate defense. As a desperate defense. Seething masses he, of green. He, he has the, the two vampires who were with him uh, ran off, and uh, they've uh, one of them has come back with some reinforcements. Mm. And uh, we'll see if he's able to hold against the continuing invasion of the uh, orcs trying to wipe him out and yep. uh, get him out of his land. So... We'll come back, play the game, and after that, we'll have a wrap-up and some talk some other stuff. Hey, 
Hey Dave, I'm looking for a place to play some Warhammer. Family games, board games? You mean unmatched awards and adventure? Sure. A uh, place with collectible and trading card games, RPGs, unusual gifts? You gyms? mean unparalleled offerings and fun? Okay. And it'd be great if they had books, candles, and collectibles too. Particular presents and playtime? You're looking for unique gifts and games! Okay, but... Uh, Located in historic downtown Grays Lake, Illinois... UGG caters to gamers of all types. Okay, but Miniature games, board games, card games, yeah. Doctor Who, all right, but things supernatural. I understand. It's all here. Okay, but... With listen. frequently scheduled events, open gaming, a clean and friendly atmosphere, okay. stop by UGG or... Or... or visit them yeah. online at uniquegg.com. You could have just told me about unique gifts and games. Individualized endowments and festivities, essential awards and diversions, one-of-a-kind presents and happy fun time. All right, that's enough. Guys, this is the green skin portion of the uh, battle report here. The scenarios hold the high ground, so it's uh, more or less the the board split in two down the, uh, the the from corner to corner. So the objective here is to grab the high ground, the summit of the hill, which is worth a hundred uh, five hundred victory points. So with that in mind, here is the list I'm going to be taking. Uh, it's going to be a savage orc big boss. He's got the Ogre Blade, Armor of Silver Steel, and the other Trickster Shard. So I'm going to try to do, if David has a strong Vampire Lord, maybe this guy can take him in combat. He'll be in a block of uh, 39 Savage Orc Biggins with dual hand weapons. They'll be flanked by uh, a unit of 8 trolls on one side, unit of 8 trolls on the other side, uh, an Arachnorok Spider running around, a unit of 10 wolves. Maybe I can sneak him around, vanguard him, and, and contest the summits early on. Uh, let's see, what else do I have here? That's it for units. So there's no shooting. It's all pretty punchy combat. Uh, as far as other characters, I have uh, the Goblin Big Boss on Wolf. Uh, his job is to run around and engage Ethereals or add punch to the Goblin Wolf Riders. I've got the Black Orc BSB with the Banner of Eternal Flame, just in case he's going to be running Crypt Horrors, which I fully anticipate. Uh, I have the, let's see, level 1 Savage Orc Shaman with a Shrunken Head, and a level 1 Night Goblin with a Scroll, and then a level 4 Night Goblin, uh, level 4 Goblin, Great Shaman, running around on an Arabian Carpet. He's got the Power Stone, uh, a Power Stone, and the Pigeon Plucker Pendant. So his job is to get into a good position and maybe cast the uh, the Bad Moon spell down his flanks and hopefully deplete his infantry early on so that uh, the rest of my forces can press in and uh, mop up. So that is the plan here. So terrain is going to be a big, a big factor because my units are so big. Uh, so hopefully he won't clog up my, my charge lanes. If, if I were David, that's what I would do. Uh, one, two, I, I would think... don't know exactly what he'll take... If he does bring a terror geist, which he might, that could be some some trouble for me because I don't have much shooting to deal with it. I'm expecting uh, some crypt horrors, like I said, augmented by the um, Coven Throne, not the Coven Throne, the uh, the, the Mortis Engine, and he may even have some uh, uh, 
what are the other ones? Not the terror geists, but the um, the var geists flying around. So should be interesting to see what he does. I'm, I'm expecting large amounts of infantry that hopefully my trolls and savages can get into and hack up and then go from there. So with that, uh, let's see how the game progresses. Alright, so here we are. We're going to be playing this second game of our campaign, and I am way behind. Uh, okay, here's kind of what I do with my list. i got to be honest with you. Um, following the true method of this uh, campaign, following a storyline, my troops are in disarray. We were completely routed, and in the game, my guys are kind of on the run, and quite frankly, in real life, I'm kind of on the run. Uh, I didn't have a strategy coming into this. Like, I'm not certain what to do. Um, if Chris decides to bring a lot of war machines and shell the hill, I'm dead. I won't be able to hold it. Um, if he just comes in with hordes and hordes of crazy stuff, there's a good chance I'm going to be dead. Uh, I think 1,800 points of VC against 2,400 points of orcs is I'm already on the back foot. I mean, we're always on the back foot when you're low on points, but... Oof. So, I took... Oh, jeez. I took a level four necromancer. He's got a four aboard save and a scroll. That's all I gave him to keep the points down. Um, I took two vampires, a level two vampire, armor of destiny and quick blood. And the other one's a level one vampire with uh, the talisman of endurance, heavy armor, sword of battle, and quick blood. Um, they're going to go in the unit of 29 Graveguard. The vampire's not the necromancer. I got two single spirit hosts, two units of five dire wolves, one with a doom wolf, uh, three zombie hordes, and a unit of crypt horrors. And that's about it. Um, I know it's a lot of zombie hordes, but my whole hope is uh, whoever holds this hill is going to get 500 bonus VPs and uh, 110 zombies on a hill. Uh, I could probably keep him off the hill. So I, I, I'm starting off at a 500-point bonus there and then hoping that the Spirit Host and Dire Wolves can slow things down and maybe the Grave Guard and the Crypt Horrors can do something uh, with a couple of Hero Vampires, Strength 5, just Toughness 4. I'm hoping that they will be enough to uh, slow him down at least and get this going. So my plan is to hold this damned hill and hopefully I can hold it better than I held those buildings which I didn't hold. Of course, I didn't hold him because he was able to blow them up. He can't blow up the hill, so it's my one saving grace is he can't blow up a hill. Let's see what happens. We're going to come down. Uh, I'm going to shut this off, and we are going to start up turn one. Okay, we are deployed and ready for some action to throw down here now i am in the corner behind a bunch of trees mm -hmm. on a hill um like i said there's 500 point bonus for holding the hill so you're gonna hang on to it for as long as you can yep as long as i can so uh, there's a the swamp of zombies sitting on that thing and a couple of swamps of zombies on either side of that All right uh in front of it i brought graveguard um they were mm -hmm. cheaper than playing Black Knights, and if I'm playing defensive and castling up, I don't need all the movement. So, right. Uh, the Crypt Horrors, Spirit Hosts, and Dogs are there, hopefully, to slow things down and move things around. Mm -hmm. You took an interesting batch of guys. A little, a little something different. Yeah, I mean, I expected the Savage Orc sure. Horde, and there it is. Yeah, front and center. 
But then there was two big units of trolls. Trolls. I went, oh, my goodness. <laughs> And there's an Arachnarok. I haven't seen one of those since yeah. about the second month we after it was yeah. released. You know, I, I do like the look of it, so we'll see how it does in terms of uh, applying some flanking pressure. Excellent, excellent. And so... Uh, so, yeah, I have uh, deployed everything centrally. Savage is in the middle, flanked by the two uh, troll units. The Fast Cav Hero and the Fast Cav Unit have vanguarded up, and the Arachnarok is on the far left. So... You know, one of the plans I had going into this, I don't mind telling you now, is rolling the Curse of the Bad Moon spell on my level four, flying around on the carpet. Uh-huh. Because I knew you'd have big carpet units and just cast that and make Cur- a taste initiative tests. Curse of the Bad Moon. Uh, right. So they would take a wound armor save if they failed it. But I didn't roll that spell, so... Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> I and think you have a lot of magic, like too. You have a level four, level two, and a level one. Well, the vampires are automatically level ones. I gotcha. So, I mean, they they come that way, so... I had some extra points. I gave the other guy a level two just because level ones sure. are kind of useless. All uh, lore vampire. Yeah. So, yeah, it should be interesting to see how this pans out. The forests, I think, could play a factor, but uh, we'll see. Well, yeah, hopefully they'll slow you down or kill a couple of guys. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see, some, right. I'd like to see some, some death coming at you from those forests. I'm sure that will happen. Yeah, I uh, hope. They're mysterious forests, yeah. Of course. Okay. All right. Let's, All right, let's get to it. Goes. End of turn one. <laughs> so a lot happened. A, a, kind of a lot. Kind so of nothing. <laughs> on my turn, I moved everything up. I uh, casted Vindictive Glare on my level four on your spirit host to blow that away. That was gone, yep. And that was the only spell that I cast. I still had three power dice left, but I elected not to use them. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't try to dispel it. You rolled an 18 on like five, right. four or five dice, so I was just like, ugh. Right. I only had five dice left. I didn't want to give you... I'd have to throw them all, and I didn't mm-hmm. want to give you free reign at a final spell. I didn't know right. what you would do. Uh, on the so that was basically my turn. So I moved up uh, everything, and then you charged. My spirit host, host charged into your Arachnarok. Oh, mm-hmm. which we needed to do that combat. We totally forgot to roll that combat. Oh, I think it's going to be. I may get a wound in. Yeah, true. Yeah, we should so do that. I uh, should probably do that. Let's let's do that and come right back. Okay. Okay. So okay. we resolved <laughs> the combat. The spirit host charged into the Arachnarok. Did did. A hit, and you wounded. And you saved it. I saved it. it. But I got the combat res of the charge. Right. And that thing is only stubborn leadership six. And you rolled a freaking five. I, I was. I thought I was about to run down your Arachnarok with my spirit I was a little host. scared, too, yeah. That, oh, that would have been a coup. Because I was uh, outside of the range of my general. Cause my, my line is so wide that uh-huh. something has to fall out of it. Right. So. Now, I have. Uh, I did on my magic phase, I rolled up a ten mm-hmm. and managed to channel two. So you got six right. to my twelve. To your max dice. Uh, I started off throwing uh, Invocation. Mm-hmm. I got a uh, really good score. Uh, was that the first thing I threw? I think you magic missiled my wolves. Oh, that's, that's right. I threw the magic missile at your wolf. I let it go. Because I figured 2d6 strength 4, average 7. What are you going to do? I rolled an 11. Well, first okay. you rolled a For, 5. I rolled it, and they were both, both cocked. cocked. They were both cocked. It was a 5. So I picked up and re-rolled it. It was an 11. 11. That's a fair upgrade, would yeah. you say? So then I rolled a wound, and I rolled 9 wounds. Yeah. You had a 5-up save. Well, 4-up armor, minus 1 because of strength 4. Right. Let's go up to 5-up. So, so I rolled 9 dice. And you saved 6 I of saved them. Six. And, they the and, and they didn't panic. Nope. Um, my next one was I rolled an invocation, mm. and you tried to stop it and failed with your level 4. Right. 
And that was beautiful because I grew back about, between the three units, I put back uh, almost 30 zombies. Almost 30 zombies. And then uh, you had your level one against my level four. Mm-hmm. I threw Van Hells. I rolled kind of low. You tried to stop it. Couldn't stop but it. But because it was a level one, it just wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And so then I threw the uh, uh, Hellish Vigor. So right. everyone except my dogs right now is re-rolling to hit and to wound. It's a little the start far. Of my next magic phase. We're, I think we're about 16 inches away from each other, maybe 14. It's a little far for me to reach you in this next turn. So, but it's a little. It's good insurance on your part. It's one of those things that you can those. roll for the charge, and if not, you just move forward. Right. But uh, right. it's insurance if you try it. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, so we'll see what happens here in turn two. I have a feeling this the game is going to start to really come into form here. It's, it's, it's once we get once you get close enough it's going to go fast. I agree. So, here we go. All right, end of turn 2. End of turn 2, I moved everything up. Uh, my hero who had rear charged you our spirit host won that combat only just. You managed to do a wound on my hero. Yep. Uh, popped Spirit Host and overran that hero to get him out of harm's way because you have a unit of dire wolves coming up bearing Which down on the I was planning on charging him in of the rear. Course. If you didn't, I was going to charge yeah, him. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so. Otherwise, I moved my trolls and my savages up. Magic was pretty ineffective. I think I... Oh, I threw six dice plus a power stone. So eight dice to magic missile said wolves. 33 you rolled was my total. I had five dice... Yeah. Chucked yeah. it. I rolled Double like six. three twos and two sixes. Yeah. So so no magic missile there. No magic. Um, so you can tell taking out your chaff early is a priority of mine. Yep. You did charge the other unit of dogs with your... With my wolves. With your wolves, and they popped the dogs. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. They popped the dogs through Crumble, and they overran. We totally played that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we... Was pl- it okay. Crumble? Because you killed enough to they would crumble... But now, all right, so we made a mistake. We're, we're just going to play it. Uh-huh. They overran into my zombies. Right. They killed. They killed three zombies. I killed two. Uh, right. And two I, of the wolves. I ended up breaking. But through static combat res, I won that one, and right. you broke. I did not pursue. I kept. I was playing defend the hill. Mm-hmm. I'm defending the hill. I think that was a wise decision on your part. Uh, on my turn, I actually charged your unit of trolls with my vampire unit, figuring. I got two vampires in there. Mm-hmm. Tons of always strike first, rerollable attacks. And plus the banner you have plus on Plus the Graveguard's banner was the plus one to hit, so my Graveguard were hitting on threes. Mm-hmm. Now, for, I thought for sure you'd have the Flaming Banner on that unit, because uh, that would make sense to me that why you were playing that unit so aggressively. Yeah, and I just, I didn't. I mean, I just, I figured the vampires, I had nine, mm-hmm. strength five, so I, I was hitting on re-rollable threes, right. wounding on threes. So I knew I should get at least a majority. I rolled eight hits, mm-hmm. and then I wound up with three wounds, which right. you saved one. Yeah. And then the rest of my grave guard were able to do one more. So one troll uh, down versus seven grave guard was the difference? Yep. But your ranks, the your rank, charge, the charge, the BSB, the, BSB, was, the banner. So I ended up losing combat by one, but thanks to the general... You were able to hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did realign my um, crypt horrors so that if you did try to charge with your with my savages. charge forward with your savages, they were there to, to redirect mm-hmm. or slow things down. Right. I really think that right there. I th- I mean, this is like the third game in a row that I've played where my vampires have charged in mm-hmm. and completely bunked one either the hits or the wounds. Either got no hits or got a. Sh- Crap load of hits and got no wounds. Well, your magic phase was a little bit of a battle because you were trying to buff 
your grave guard. Oh, that's true. I did get a I did get a decent size. Uh, I think you got nine dice. Right. Um, I was able to throw. I did throw a wind. Uh, um, curse of years. On curse of years on your savages and took out about six of them. Right. So I let that go. I ate that spell knowing that you were going to try to buff the grave guard. I did get the hellish vigor off, and you scrolled it. Mm-hmm. So and I'm it just hurt me because it really pained me to scroll that because you only rolled like a five plus your wizard level on nine total. Yeah, but I was out of dice by then. So right. But if I, I, had I was, to, yeah. if I didn't do that, the, the rerolls to wound that would have been bad. I think. Well, I did win the combat, but well, you held. You would have broke I, me, I should say. Yeah, if I could have won by more, mm-hmm. I would have changed everything because right. you were reroll on a rerollable eight, mm-hmm. a few more wounds, and they broke it. I wouldn't have pursued. I would have reformed and gotten ready for the savages. Mm. As it is, I think I lost the game right there. I think I went too aggressive and. They're going to get held. You're going to hit them. They're going to get wiped out, and I cannot hold with zombies for four more turns. I don't know. I, the angle with the savages, if I if I charge the way that it's situated, it's an odd angle, so I don't know if I can get in there, but we'll oh, see. Then don't, don't charge. Don't, <laughs> don't charge them. If I, I can, I, I will. I, I don't think you should. I think you should skip that because you only get in with, like, two of them anyway. So right, yeah, so why do it? Yeah. yeah. I should just retreat, right? No, but maybe hold off, wait, see what goes on. Right. You know, reposition. Right. <laughs> so... <laughs> Jockey for position. Yeah, so um, this the way this is going, I have a feeling I'm going to have 1,800 points of. Uh, wait, what's that next one? Is it 75 percent again? Uh, I think, or is yeah, it the final? Thirds? The final game in the campaign, I think, is 75 percent. So they're all 75 percent. So I'm going to have another 1,800 to 20. So your orcs are just like screw these vampire people. We want them out of our. Mm-hmm. It's about we want them here. We're purging. They are. No, no one dead. No, we yeah. have to make room for uh, fungus. Get those things. They don't even taste good. Get them out of here. <laughs> so, ugh, yuck. This is uh, this is getting ugly. This is getting real ugly real quick. Ugly. Oh. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, it's fun to see how it works. Well, you know what's going to happen is by the time I do make it to that hill, that summit, which is the objective here, 500 victory points. Right. Your zombies are going to be into the hundreds. Uh, oh, uh, let's hope. No, let's not. No, I have to hope. I won't be able to chew through all that. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. I mean, all I got is two units within six inches to grow, three units of zombies, and slow you down enough to... It could be enough. I mean, if you put enough models in there. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, but if you kill that... Uh, honestly, though, if you kill the unit with the vampires, mm-hmm. 500 points doesn't make a difference. I lost this game. I haven't taken yeah, out a true, unit yet. Because when the two units you've had that... Uh, the units you've had that have run... Mm-hmm. I've let them run because I got to defend the hill. Right. I didn't think I, I. I knew that if your trolls charged the crypt horrors, the crypt horrors are probably going to die. Yeah. Right. I like that matchup. Eight trolls against four crypt horrors. I yeah. Like that. Yeah. I mean, it will. I mean, and your strength what? Strength five, five toughness four. four. I'm strength four toughness five. Right. I have poison. So I mean, it, it kind of balances. You just have so many more attacks. Mm-hmm. Plus, you've got a four up region. I've only got a five. Right. I mean, it's just it's not a matchup I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I figured if I could get in there and get the buffs off and get those attacks off, yep. then I really had a chance to mm-hmm. take them down and make them run. I don't even want to chase them down if just, they're running. Just leave pressure once in they're that area. Yeah, once yeah. they're fleeing and they're out of the range of the general. Mm-hmm. They're p- probably done for. They're, yeah, they're probably going to keep running. And that's, I'm basically, that's all I'm trying to do. Hold this area and make you run away. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I really think I kind of lost it, but we'll see what happens. Because yeah. I still got an Arachnorok and eight more trolls coming up the side mm-hmm. pretty much unguarded. Mm-hmm. And three units of zombies are not going to hold off 15 trolls, 40 
uh, 40 savages. Savage orcs and an arachnorock. Right. So we'll see what happens. Okay. So here we are. It's a three. And a three, and it's actually a game. A lot has happened this time around. So on my turn, my savages moved up. Did I charge you or did you charge me? Uh, you charged... I charged the your crypt horrors. horrors. And I didn't do enough to kill them all. You, you did, had one wound remaining. Right? I had one wound left. Four crypt horrors stood up against a horde of savage orcs mm-hmm. with a flaming banner. I had no right. saves. But Toughness 5 won the day on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I managed to do some wounds, and I I just I didn't crumble right. enough. Down to one wound. Huh? Down to one wound, which held you in place. Um, and then the combat between the trolls and the vampires. Finally, a, a combat went went proper for mm-hmm. me. Now, funny before that, in your magic phase, you um you threw some dice. I threw some dice. You know, we were st- I stopped a couple of your spells. Yeah, you had one die left. And you threw the what was the thing that makes me reroll all my sixes from the orcs? Uh, that was um, Gork will fix it. Gork will fix it. Gork will fix it. I stopped the spider god thing. I stopped your other spell. Mm-hmm. You had one die left. I had one die left. You threw right. a five. I'm like, oh, if I to, fail to meet the casting value, of right? An eight. And then I have to reroll all my sixes. And right. the thing is, with your guys with that strength five attacks, my mm-hmm. wounds were. I was saving six by six. Right. So I'm like, oh, I can't. So I actually burned my dispel scroll. <laughs> I did the same thing a turn you earlier. You did it a turn earlier. So I dispel scroll on a one die yeah. roll, um, and it came out to be huge because mm-hmm. my vampires and my uh, my grave guard chopped up a bunch of your. They killed two trolls. Uh, yeah. So you broke that unit pretty handily. Yeah. They needed they needed insane courage. They ran. Mm-hmm. I did not charge. I reformed. And uh, on my turn, I charged into the flank of your savage. Now, at this point, I thought I was in real trouble because big unit of Graveguard with two vampire heroes into my flank. I did six wounds with the vampires, Mm -hmm. and you saved five of the six on your five-up ward Mm -hmm. save. Mm -hmm. That's the second time you've pulled a numerically... Improbable. What, what can I tell you? Safe. Gork is, is smiling upon. Gork is smiling upon. I'm, I'm, I'm going to check them dice when we're done. Oh, with this. <laughs> you going to talk to me about dice? <laughs> so um, that combat, uh, I, you ended, ended up winning by one. So I managed to hold and then reform. So now we're facing each other in the middle of that forest. Yes, facing each other in the middle of the forest. Uh, I got a unit of 43 zombies ready to take your charge from your... Mm, from my trolls. From your trolls. I got a unit of 50 zombies considering charging your flank for mm-hmm. just for the static combat res of five. I don't right. know that you could kill too many more zombies than that. And to take some heat off the other unit. Right. And still sitting pretty on the hill is um, one, two, three, five. Our 64. 64 zombies. zombies. Okay. With, a, with their little puppet master up on the hill. So you've you've kind of said I don't think I can take the hill, but I'm going to have to wipe out your units. And right. uh, you're doing a, I mean, you're doing a good job. You got my trolls. You're, you're right now. I think. Let's see the two units of dogs and the two things. Two, three. You've got about the cost of the hill. In in all those chapping right. small well, units, a lot of it's going to hinge on my general's unit in the center there. Yeah, because they're in a tight spot. To be so honest. yeah, we've we've balanced out. To a degree, mm-hmm. um, the bonus that I have at the moment for the hill, 
you've taken from. I don't have any points from you yet. But you, you, if you break my unit, I mean, all my characters are in there. Yeah, it's a big point unit. It's, there's a lot in there. If so. I break the unit, I automatically get the BSB and the right. and the banner, which that's going to be huge. Yeah, I don't know that I can. I really don't. Uh, I did win, so you don't have the you don't have the frenzy, the frenzy anymore, yeah. which is a, which is huge for it's me. Extra attack, you sure. still, and you and you're not in a horde formation anymore, so you're right. losing a bunch more attacks. A bunch of attacks. Uh, but there's still there's still a whole lot of combat and a whole lot of killing that can go on with those right. guys. So if I can hold for a turn, maybe I can get the trolls to to rally, you know, and line up a rear charge. Maybe I can get the wolves to line up on a flank charge. Oh yeah, I mean, there's still a lot so this, that can this is a big that can happen. Here. Yeah. yeah, and uh, really, I mean, that's. If that unit pops, that's all I got. Right. I mean, the zombies aren't going to do enough. I may be able to hold the hill, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to... I think you're going to hold the hill. I don't think I could take it from you. So, I, like I said, it's going to be a matter But of... I don't think I can win the game. If that unit pops, I lose the game. Uh, I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, we're seeing what I can do, what I can mm-hmm. hold up and, and do here. Yeah. Let's, uh, well, let's uh, play the next, uh, the next turn see what happens. Okay. So we've wrapped up turn four. And this remains a close game. Yes, it does. This is actually a, a lot more fun, although I really I don't see how I can win it. <laughs> but So basically, uh, the savages were in combat. You blocked with your level four, which I thought was crazy. Well, I, I, can't take, uh, I can't take on your grave guard and a, a horde of zombies in my flight. The zombies do crap. I, just, I actually was taking the risk because I've got a static combat as a five. And you had at least ten attacks going back against them. But the thing is, I'm only losing combat by one or two. Right. If if I got flanked, that's one. That's another. If I get yeah. a charge. That's another one. So it would have been that 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 turn. It would have been extended combat as of six. Mm-hmm. But I just uh, yeah maybe you could maybe you wouldn't have done that many wounds. I was thinking I was taking the risk because they've got. I mean, you're hitting on. You got the eight attacks against them. You're right. With hitting eight, on threes, hitting on threes, wounding on threes. Well, yeah, so I just figured you would be taking a bunch out. Right. Uh, your damn trolls rallied. Yes. Which sucks because they're now ready. They're going to charge in the rear on this turn. Correct. And the wolves are set up to charge in the flank. Although if, they if can't possible. both. Yeah, I don't think they can both get in. Right. So if, if, I have, if I have my choice, the trolls obviously go right. You'll the charge rear. the trolls. Uh, I you need you had a rerollable six. I won combat. You mm-hmm. got a five. Mm-hmm. This really sucks. I mean, we're whittling each other down. You are whittling me down faster, but yes. now I have units coming into the rear. You have more units so time coming is in now on my side. Now I did have to sacrifice my level four, like we mentioned, to get so to you, delay your zombies. You've only got two level ones, right? And you've only got the two spells, mm-hmm. which means if I can get a decent magic phase, on, if I live till the next turn and can get a decent magic phase, mm-hmm. I can really do some. I can actually put a little hurting in here, right? right. Which is which would be nice, um, but as it stands, I'm I'm in trouble. I didn't like I said I didn't think I was I thought I was going to get slaughtered. Mm-hmm. So this has become a game. It's fun. It's way back, um, and, back and forth, right? The pendulum that, of eighth. Yeah, the necromancer managed to find some vampires to come and hold these craziest of the savage orcs off, mm-hmm. and the zombies are still doing what the zombies do best, right? Um, so we'll see. What happens so, there? Yeah, the zombies on your right flank are staring at the trolls. The and curse the of years is what you, if you leave that, mm-hmm. 
to pl- to cast spells if you get a decent magic phase then right. if i live through this if i live through your side of the turn i've got a chance but you know what really stinks before my level 4 died what i had uh six power die Oh, after, yeah. after dispelling your curse of yours, I had six power die. I figured, okay, well, I can buff my savages. Oh, that's right. With Gorkle Fix It, Itchy Nuisance, and um, Gift of the Spider God. They're all eights to cast. I'm a level four. I only need fours. You so two, I figured threw, di- threw two, two dice, dice and, and you each. rolled a three. I rolled a three in the first one. Okay. Dead. And I just want to point out how many, when we were playing the first game yeah. on the other side, I needed six for my uh, mm. for my Van Hells. And how many dice did you roll? I threw two dice. See, I, I feel like I only two dice on a six is riskier, but two dice on a four? No, no, no. It's a six for the spell. Oh, total. I needed a pair. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I rolled a pair. And I, I didn't follow my like, own advice. Yeah. I was just like, you're, you told me, never roll two dice right. if you can roll three. And you had a bunch of dice. But, you know, head. I was desperate. I needed to get as much out of that goblin caster as I could. Yeah, it was, it was kind of brutal. And I really, I think... I flubbed the attack rolls. I had nine attacks from my grave guard, and I only hit with three. And I was hitting on threes. Right. Um, I wounded with all of them. But if I could have gotten that, I think I would have. I mean, yeah. one or two. Even, actually, you needed a six. You got a five. If mm-hmm. I could have done two more wounds. That would have been the difference. Then you would have been re-rolling on fours. Mm-hmm. It's it's touch and go here. It really is. this. I mean, the middle of the board is the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I got trolls coming in. Right. On the grave guard, and they're just too. They're they're plus. That's a static combat res. Just the charge is giving you a three, a charge mm-hmm. in the rear of three. Uh, I think I lost. Well, we'll see what happens. How? I mean, come on! It's like I'm not even using my. Be- I'm winning these combats, and you're just not failing your leadership mm-hmm. roles. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're rallying. I mean, your mm-hmm. your leadership is on is, is crazy. These it's orcs just—they're—they are in wah mode. They are not backing down. They're offended by the undead. They are. If something is bugging them because they are not slowing down. Not they are all. angry and they are coming. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, so all right, here we go on the turn, turn five. five. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm, it doesn't separate from the base, they custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut and designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your arm. And turn five. The game is over. It's over. Oh, so right. here's what happened. So it was my turn. I had lined up my trolls <laughs> to rear charge you and my wolves to flank charge you. The trolls would have gone in because I couldn't get both of them in. They couldn't both fit. So I rolled animosity and uh, rolled a one for the wolves and then a six, which means they had to move up and they had to charge. So they moved up and charged and they blocked the trolls from being able 
to charge. Which was not what I had wanted. Animosity screwed the... It was the only failed animosity save of the game. The other trolls failed their... Stupidity check. Stupidity. But they're out of range of the general, so I expected that. And then they marched forward five, and I was five and a half inches right. away. So they didn't get the charge off. Arachnarok charged the zombies, killed a few. And that was game. So... Now, well, in the combat... In combat... You beat me up pretty good. I killed your BSB, my general. You, you killed, killed my BSB, BSB, which 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 I was like, oh, that's bad. Mm-hmm. But not. I mean, they had always strikes first, so they got in their attacks. They got in a bunch of wounds. You saved a few. I managed to do only, I think, uh, four, or three or four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my uh, grave guard managed to do another three to them and kill the two. Right. Two of the uh, two of the wolves. So you had a total combat res of. I, I was down by four, so I needed a yeah, five. You had eight. Re-rolled. You had eight. You had four yeah. wounds, charge flank, banner, BSB, and I had done eight wounds, so I beat you with the banner, BSB, and right. two ranks. So I had you by four. And, you know, those wolves charging in, even though I had the charge and the flank, I lost two. Well, I guess it's a wash. Yeah, you lost two, so they mm-hmm. did, that was nothing. I ba- Even if they weren't in there, I might have actually won by more. Because the attack that went to them would have gone mm-hmm. against... I could have killed one more, but it was close. You needed a five, and you rolled a six on the first right. roll. Yeah. So I was just uh, like, oh. one more attack somewhere if I had hit, managed to hit. Yeah, I mean, it, it all came down. Helped. So that unit broke, and I, they ran three. Mm-hmm. I ran them down. I ran into the flank of the Arachnarok. The other ones fled off towards the hills. Uh, that put me in a really bad charge range for your trolls. Right. Um you know, thinking back, the BSB, I was going a dual choppa the whole time. I, uh-huh. re- I probably really should have gone great weapon because that's guaranteed wounds. But not It's one less attack, three attacks versus four. True. But it's uh, wounding you at strength six. So he just wasn't pulling that's his weight. That's anything but. That would have been anything right. but. Well, I mean, you were still at strength uh, strength four, strength I guess, four. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there's toughness four. So, well, yeah, I could have gotten some extra wounds. Mm-hmm. And at strength six, I would have only had my uh, my parry. Right. And, and in this, especially in this last turn, because his four attacks, he missed them all. Right. He That's missed, right. He failed a hit and failed a wound. So that was four failed attacks right there. Right. Well, one, I mean, or, he, one or two would have been the difference. Right. Well, I mean, with the great weapon, it wouldn't have mattered. He missed all his attacks, missed mm-hmm. them all. So mm-hmm. whatever it was. Hellish Vigor came in and really saved oh, my bacon. Huge. That came in and saved my bacon. And, you know, the one spell that I had left was uh, Sneaky Stabbing to hopefully... Uh-huh. Because if I had gotten that off on the, the wolves, they would have armor piercing, but they'd also be able to re-roll fail to hit and to wound rolls. Oh, is that that spell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you rolled six dice at it, but Did you only had it. a level one. Yep. I had a, I had six... I only had six dice. I, and you I threw it, it and well, stopped I was, it. I was hoping to six die it. Well, yeah. Well, honest. then your three dice... I forgot you had the three dice left, and mm-hmm. you, that... that uh, I, I love the uh, Curse of Years. Mm-hmm. It's just it never winds up staying for that five plus. It, well, I have to dispel it. You have to. I mean, you it know. takes. Well, in this case, if you had other spells, that would have been something. Mm-hmm. That one of the things I like about Curse of Years is if it gets through, I roll. I take a cu- couple of models off, but on the next turn, at least three of your dice because you don't get to add your wizard level to that. Right. Oh, you do, don't you? Do when you dispel. When you dispel, yeah, you yeah. Do. yeah. So. You throw, but you got to throw at least three dice to get rid of a twelve because you right. want to make sure it's gone. Because if you fail that dispel attempt, he's done casting. He's done, ca- yeah. So it it really it it takes up a, it eats up a lot of your dice. Mm-hmm. And then if you can't, then you got to let it go. But on this one, 
you had two level ones and nine dice. Right. The one couldn't cast the spell because he was in was combat. Damage, yeah. And so you had one guy you know, throw six dice at that and three dice at mm-hmm. the other. So, oh, so the you you kept charging and uh, so in this story, after getting routed from the from the uh, the. What did we call it before? The uh, crematorium or the the, the zombie factorum? The factorum. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. Building more zombies up. Um, I ran with what zombies I had mm-hmm. and managed to run quick and far enough. Got on the hill, signaled to the vampires. <laughs> Reinforcements here, and the vampire. I had two. Vamp- you know what? It was a level four and two vampires in the last game. Yeah. Except these guys showed up with a bunch of grave guard and uh, mm-hmm. were able to to hold the line. Um. And it was nice. I mean, the, the, I only got uh, Van Hell, not Van Hell. I only got Invocation off on them once. Right. But that was putting back five guys. Really, I mean, that's oh, that's that a, that's a rank every turn. Yeah, that's another that was one. Huge. Um, I was just surprised I was winning combat every round. Like the BSB is always there to, so I, I would remove. You know, it's all those attacks from those two vampires. Oh yeah, so much. And if I could have killed one of those vampires earlier, that would have made a world of difference. Right. And I, I didn't... I mean, I had to keep it cheap. I was on 1800, mm-hmm. so I had them both... Native, I didn't I didn't go with Red Fury. I went with Quick Blood. I'm like, I'm going to get to attack first. I'm going right. to get to re-roll. Re-roll to hit. My to hit wounds. And I knew if I can get off the Hellish Vigor, then I'm hitting re-roll and wounding wound, re-roll yeah. in, on threes and threes. So I was trying to you know kill that guy, but I needed the, the combat res, so I was going after your rank and file, so it couldn't quite... So this actually, if you look at the way the board is set up, with your general and your Arachnarok and what's left of everything except the trolls right in the middle, mm-hmm. this is the perfect setup for round three. Because in true, round three, true. the game is you're in the box with all of our guys around you. Right. And so any, I, I'm the defender then. In that yes, case. you are the oh. defender. And I get 2,400, and any of my core you kill? Come back. Come back. So, so I think, it's up to me to see how long I can last. That's the point. you got to last yeah. at least a turn, I think, six or seven to win. Is that what it says? Yeah, okay. flip to it because this is, I uh, I knew I was a doomed fool if we were playing that that one with me eighteen hundred in the box. What's the percentages by the way? Let's double check so that. So for that one, I received thirty three percent of your total. Oh, so I get twenty four hundred and you only get sixteen hundred. But uh, I don't use the minimum of twenty five percent core. Okay, so you can take anything you so want. I can take anything. You could take all the Ragnaroks. I could. Yeah. So you're in the box. I could you, take all fanatics. Once you leave the box, you may lose. And what is the result? Um, if you okay, uh, crushing win if I kill you by turn two, attacker win by turn four, draw, uh, draw five six. and six, underdog victory seven eight, uh, and turn nine conceivable, but we don't think you can do it. <laughs> so. This is an interesting spin. I didn't expect this outcome, but uh, now twenty four my twenty four hundred list against oh, your sixteen. Now I can bring in a couple of the big guns. Yeah, oh, if you're gonna in a, be interesting, if you're in a box right in the middle, there's all sorts of crap I can start throwing just right at the middle there. Because mm-hmm. what happens if you leave the box? I think if you go What's too far box? from the box, What's in the box? you don't get the benefit of put down the, the guns. What's in the box? Any friendly unit within six inches of the planted colors is unbreakable. Well, that's planted colors. That's dead right. in the center. That's just six inches. But if they actually leave the box, they're, like, gone. If I stray more than 12 inches from that deployment zone, I take leadership tests at minus two. If I fail, the unit's removed. Yeah. 
because you got you broke through the line and right. you ran. Right. Yeah. They're going for safety. So if you charge this is be me, very interesting. Yeah. So it's going to be really crazy because you mm-hmm. don't want to get the charge. You. Oh. You're really in danger if you take frenzied units. I wouldn't take frenzied units. <laughs> so I won't see savage orcs. Probably not. I'll probably, probably see black not. orcs and stuff that can sit there and take a pounding. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Black orcs, maybe. Maybe I can load up on trolls again. Well, see, the nice thing is with the with the bringing back any core unit that, that gets mm-hmm. killed, I might have to go to UGG and buy some more dogs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, you folks. Unique gifts and games in Grays Lake, Illinois, for all your for all your needs. needs. Or I could always call up Chaos Orc Super Sorker. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Wow, what a turnaround! Wow, and it was honestly, I'm like, I've lost. Those trolls are going to get 15 attacks in my rear. I cannot believe they're going to get four animosity check. The only animosity, and God bless it. What have we been saying for years? The orcs screw themselves. Yeah, they do. And it look at, and it was like, what happened? They were your only. It was all these orcs, all these orcs and trolls, and who turned their back and stabbed you in the back? Those well, no. little freaking goblins. The goblins bit off more than they can chew. At the wrong time, they decided to charge. Oh, I figured it was in the way. I thought, it, yeah, it was. I thought, yeah, animosity. Let the trolls in. Screw them trolls. Yeah. We're going to prove our worth. We're going in. <laughs> I, I want to just be a hundred percent honest here. I was dreading. This game. Were you really? You have no idea. When I was down here, I'm like, I don't have a plan. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> when I was when I was set, when we were both down here on our yeah. own talking, because honestly, talk about a, a campaign narrative game. Oh, totally. Going there and just having being shell shocked, literally shell shocked by all the artillery, having the buildings crumble around yeah. my guys and lose. I, I I I I that game put me at such. It, it got. In, it got into my head, hmm. like because it happened so quick, and I had so no. Even if we talked about, it, it's like, no matter what I took, mm-hmm. I was screwed. That game, true, true. Uh, that that scenario, I was dead. And so I came to this scenario, and it's another one of I've got to defend this spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, it was, it. I was, I, I was rattled. I was so rattled from the first game. But you played it defensively. I mean, you did it right. The big tar pits. Yeah, I mean, I did slowing my units and down. I was lucky the one time. I I was lucky in a couple of spots. I took a big gamble without the flaming banner, and they didn't break. Mm-hmm. But then I was lucky you didn't break my my crypt horrors. That, yeah, one, that one wound. That one wound held him there. Yeah. It was once again a one held him there. And once I beat the the trolls and they ran, I was able to flip it around and flank charge and my savages. It. Of course, if your trolls would have run more than five inches, if they would run about th- two more, three more inches. They would have been, would have been out of BSB range. Yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. They would have kept running, and yeah. I wouldn't have been. Then, then it wouldn't have been a worry. Right. It actually made it a game it there did. at the end. It did. And then those those weedy little sneak those goblins. Well, we've 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 all made a couple of mistakes in the game. I mean, mm-hmm. but uh, wow, talk about a back and forth, just flipping back Huge and forth. Back and forth. And uh, magic was actually a big. I mean, there were times we managed to negate each other. Well, you know, I'll tell you, we didn't have any bad magic rolls, though. Uh, I mean, overall, though, magic mm-hmm. helped you way more than it helped me. I managed to stop yours more, and you had a couple of times, twice your level four went to cast something and failed, and failed, yeah. and stuff that he shouldn't have failed. And you did have quite uh, a few good wins of magic rolls. Well, I mean, turn five, I rolled it. I rolled twelve. 12. I rolled box cars, and that was. 
when I was more like I think I rolled sixes a couple times. Oh man, okay. Oh, that's what we did. I I, I was betting heavy to win heavy on that one. You didn't have any dice left, and I had five, and so I'm like, I was throwing the vortex, right? Because I'm like, I'll chuck the vortex. It'll and if I get a strip decent roll, a couple ranks. it'll strip off a rank. It might hit the Arachnarok and do something. And I just wanted it to, if it would go in front of it, would it hit the trolls? Mm-hmm. Because the trolls were in, and I've never had the Blood Forest ever see anything happen. Oh, in that's it. why you wanted that to go yeah. off. Okay. 2d6 strength 3 hits against the trolls. Not much there. Toughness 4. Doesn't matter if I get one or, if I strip off a troll, yeah. that's a win. Okay. Then 2d6 strength 4 hits from the forest. I just wanted to see it happen. I've never seen a blood You just force. have to be careful cuz you have to, I think you threw 5 dice at that spell. Yeah. It, you, you I still want to miscast on a spell that you don't need. Well, and that was the thing. Well, well I mean and that's what I looked at you because I and I, I was like uh, I got it. I was certain those trolls were going to hit me, mm-hmm. and I was going to lose. I was like, "Oh, so that was like your if I'm going down, I'm taking you I, with me." I was betting heavy to win heavy, okay? Because if I got that spell off without, I mean, I knew if I hit the, it was the last of my dice. So the worst that could happen is my level one becomes a level zero, right? Or I mean, now if I get the big template, then I was screwed. But I really figured if you got the charge off, I was screwed anyway. Well, that was a very interesting game. You know, a lot of units here that I've never, that I've rarely used. Dude, the trolls were brutal. This, this, well, if they got into combat, this one only saw one combat. The other unit didn't see any action. Yeah. So they didn't get into combat enough. I mean, that's a lot, a lot of points there. Well, the vampires were the ones that balanced it out against the two trolls. Against right. the regular unit, there would have been trouble. Mm-hmm. There would have been trouble because the regular rank and file unit didn't do anything to the trolls. Right. And once again, magic buffing those trolls, I think, would have been the difference. But for yeah. whatever reason, magic did not go off. Uh, it was. This was. It was a fun game, though. It was. I had a good time. So now I, I have some it. thinking to do. Now that I'm on the defensive, defending the box. Yep. What's in the box? What's in the box? Orcs is in the box. I have to think of, a, of what I'm going to use. I feel you know it's it's weird because I'm. I was so convinced I was going to lose mm-hmm. that the relief is palpable. Like I am giddy <laughs> at this point. It's one o'clock in the morning. Right. I am tired. I am I'm literally giddy with like I'm I want to giggle. I can't it's, believe it's, I did it's this. It's almost the the reverse on mine. I mean, I'm not like all bent out of shape, but I thought my chances of winning this game were pretty good. Yeah. I mean, with you know, up 600 points. Yeah. So, but and I feel I, like I, I don't want to I don't want to be like a sore winner, but I was just like but you pulled it out of the depths. Yeah. Sure. Well, and you and your goblins helped me. Yeah. So, I should send them chocolates. Yeah, right. But uh, so yeah, let's wrap this up and get back to the regular show. Then sounds good. Excellent. For all you gamers out there, Blood in the Sun three. Enchanted Under the Sea, June 22nd to 23rd, 2013. A two-day Warhammer Fantasy Battle Tournament held just outside of Chicago, Illinois. Meet players from around the country, compete with armies of all types. Blood in the Sun 3, Enchantment Under the Sea. For information, go to bloodinthesun.com.
Welcome back, and folks. We're back. So that was the game. Um, heck of a game. Quite a game. It was crazy. Yeah. A lot uh, of back and forth. A lot of back and forth. The dice the dice were hot and then cold so many times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, there was a few times I was cussing when I got... You, know, you were cussing. I was cussing left and right. We were both with the two of us down here. Oh, man. Okay, I got eight attacks. Ooh, seven hits. Ooh, one wound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, a couple of times rolling the dice and, uh, you know, two dicing and needing a four. And, to, and, and rolling getting, a three. And rolling the three. And you're, I mean, not a four on the dice, but a four total. On two dice. Oh, that was uh-huh. awful. Um, or you're rolling sixes for, or twelves for wins of magic and me getting, like, six. Yeah, or even that when sucked. you when you went for the easy dispel and you only needed like fourteen on five dice and you hit the thirteen or something right, like that. It's right. just like, ugh, the dice were super hot and super cold. Yeah, they were. Uh, a couple of mistakes. I mean, we you know the we overran with the crumble and mm-hmm. then which actually caused your guys to then turn around and run on one part. It, it wasn't um, little things. I don't think it was that stuff was necessarily game breaking. But it wasn't the tightest of games. No, there it were there we were made, quite a few mistakes. There was in fact there were more mistakes than we actually mentioned when we were actually right, recording right. cuz I think one or two of them we caught afterwards. Yes. I think I, I I had a movement mistake or at least in the way I used my movement I I made a mistake on one mm-hmm. thing. Uh that could have actually kind of swung the game differently. It, it, but you know, the thing is, I didn't stop you at the time. I think right. I remember seeing it, but I didn't say anything. I think you saw and thought I was doing one thing. I know in my head I was trying to do something else. Uh-huh. But even if you would have called it, I don't. I think the way I actually did the movement might not have been a hundred percent legal. Like it, it was. It was. It's hard to say. Well, after it's the like fact. I said, it's, it was sloppy movement on my part, and I hate that because. Uh, this is one of my pet peeves. We should. I can almost make a mini segment out of this. It's sloppy movement because you don't want to call your opponent on sloppy movement. You don't want to seem like a bad well, sport. Well, I, I think in a tournament, you know, that's something that I do all the time. Like, are you sure you can do that? Can you wheel right. there? Can you? Can right. you, Do you have clearance to make that? Right. But sometimes they'll be like, "Oh, sure, they can," and you know they can't, and you don't want to get dinged on sports, or you don't want right. to come off as a jackhole. Mm. Well, but if because it's the game at stake, yeah, you exactly. both players should strive to play correctly. Exactly, for sure. I and mean, we were just playing a fun game, but I will admit that I mean, when you act, like, I don't remember it a hundred percent, but looking at the pictures we took afterwards, uh-huh. at the very best, I was guilty of sloppy movement there, which is why it one way looked one way, one way it looked another. I I I was by no means trying to cheat, sure, but that movement might have worked. It might have worked. Out a little bit in my favor later for well, the movement. I, I think that, that worked out a lot in your favor later because yeah. it prevented me from flank charging your crypt guard. Right. Your grave guard. Uh, and exactly. if, I, if I had done that, then that game would have been over that in my favor. Well, in fact, I think we said right there, I go, if this happens, if, if I don't break them, I'm done. And they didn't break, and I'm like, I think I'm done. Right. And but then, then I, I couldn't charge you because you of the way your crypt horrors were and that, situated. Then that was my whole intention was to move them in a way to help right. block. Right. But with the sloppy movement, uh, you pointed out, I might not have actually been able to make that wheel. I might have run into my own unit. And because I was moving, it was one of those things where I I, I thought I had it, mm-hmm. so I wasn't bothering to be careful and making Doing sure. Doing the, the conventional movements. Yeah, I okay. just kind of quick moved oh, it. Oh, I see. I see. I, okay, this is here, and then I'm going here. And that's sloppy. And that's something that even in a casual pickup game, you shouldn't do. Because you get into those habits, and then you're in a tournament game. And, and some then you guy, do it. Because yeah, I see people yeah, yeah. do that all the time. You'll see people, and they're going to move forward 
you know, eight inches. Right. And they're moving forward eight inches and diagonally another, like, one or an, one inch or an inch and a half. Yeah. I, you know, I, I've been guilty of that, too. I played a game against Grant some weeks ago. I had a unit of three chariots. Mm-hmm. And to my mind, chariots can always wheel, but if they're in a unit of three, it's a unit, so you have to... Right. They can't just pivot. They can't pivot. Right. Yeah. Well, right. And I mean, but that's why I see will take a unit and people move forward their full movement, but then they're over an inch or two. And it's like, well, how did you get there? Literally, right. you need to, I mean, to, to do it legally, you need to, like, you'll see me, you see me do this all the time with my, especially with my, uh, with my zombies. Cause I kind of start off with them all sort of kind of close and packed. Right. So they move up an inch, wheel an inch, move out a sure, couple inches, sure. wheel back an inch. And you really, you should be exacting and careful. In fact, um, when I was playing at your house against, um, who were we playing? It was Chris Walker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that was the thing that I had listened to Ben Curry talking about. If you want to be careful with your movement, put two dice at the back of the corners of the tray. Right. So, when so you're you moving, know where. If at. anyone has a question, you could put it right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had done that with Chris a couple because I knew I was yeah. having some weird moves. I wanted to make sure they'd work. Mm. I wasn't doing it here. I was playing a little bit fast and sloppy. Right, I right. Was, I thought the game was pretty much over, and I wasn't. Concern. Playing exact. You need yeah. to though. I think, and yeah. that's that's a standard I need to hold myself to more. Is to even in a casual game, make sure that every inch of my movement is accounted for properly. Because sloppy movement could end up with an issue. It could. And but the point is, once I had finished that move, even if you'd have said, "Hey, can you do it's, that?" It's hard to go back at that point. Exactly. Right. But you know, I remember seeing it in my mind's eye that you know you turn you turn the unit ninety degrees. I'm like, oh, he's doing a, a swift reform. But wait a minute, there. are Monsters infantry. Can they do that? They After, to, and I meant to musician. ask you about it. Yeah, I meant to ask you about it. I don't know what happened. I went to the bathroom or, like, or something. I think you swift reformed and then you moved. And I'm like, or was that a full reform? I couldn't have been. And I said to you, it can't be a swift reform. I have no musician in that unit. Right, I can't swift right, right. reform. And so, and it, so then it was like, oh, I think did you wheel and then move over? But then I don't know if you had enough clearance because that was in the rear of the. The graveguard. Right. And see, I was I assumed because when the graveguard made the charge, they had cleared them to make it into the charge. Right. So when I looked at that, I'm like, okay, they cleared them. So if these guys want to turn this way and go, I just I when I was eyeballing it when they first moved in, I I just I believed they had the clearance. So that's when I did the sloppy movement. Instead of sitting there uh, and holding that corner and doing the wheel and being 100 certain, I'm right, like, right. well, if they made it past them, then. Vice versa, it's got to work the not other way. Ne- not necessarily, not case. necessarily. Right. You're right, and so it was kind of sloppy. So, but, but, but that's all right. I mean, so anyway, so the the VC ended up winning, taking this game. Yes. So the orcs now are surrounded by undead. And I've got to yeah fight off the VC, and I'm struggling with already. I think I'm, I'm thinking about my list. I'm was it seventy five percent? No, no, it was sixty six percent. I think. Yeah. So I've got twenty. 2400 to my 1600 but i don't i'm not limited by any percentage caps right so i could take all specials or whatever yes. so we'll see i don't i don't foresee you taking tons of war machines but you could uh, no, you no. could but you could stock up on you just pick pick the best of the best uh, you'll yeah, have to stock up on resilient units that are mm-hmm. unbreakable mm-hmm. that are tough to kill yeah i mean i i'm almost I mean, I, I kind of looked at that and said, well, just huge, cheap units that I'll never get to do right. through. Because the more turns you can live, you know. The better, yeah. That means that, yeah. You're playing my game, except mm-hmm. instead of me having a bunch and regrowing them, you're just going to have to show up with a bunch. Right, exactly. All right, folks, we've got this camp mini campaign wrapping up. But as you guys know, I'm trying to design like a big campaign. Lots of multiple games, bunches of scenarios. Um, 
I've been throwing ideas past Chris U a little bit. Um, I like to. Uh, Harrison's going to play, and Harrison will play pretty much in whatever the hell we play. He'll just Any play. Format? Yeah, but uh, it's it's kind of fun when I come with. Hey, what do you think of this? You know, because like mm-hmm. he's got such a different perspective than all of us. Sure. So sometimes like sometimes he'll be like, oh, I I don't know if I want to even try that, and so. It's fun to just get his opinion. So we, I've been bouncing ideas around. But before we go into that, and I know I mentioned it at the end of when we were wrapping up the game. Mm. Um, this was another from, I think it was Hey Chadwick, who had said, uh, and that's his name on the Twitter and on the forums. Uh, if anybody's got any campaign stuff, I know Grant gave me that uh, Generals of the Empire or whatever that General's book was. Compendium? General's Compendium. Yeah. Um, I've got Blood in the Badlands, which... I don't care what you think about it. Mm-hmm. You can sit there and, and just go through that and get all sorts of great ideas. I mean, even those little War Master models that I'm using as tokens for the right. game, I got that out of Blood in the Badlands. I mean, there's oh, lots of nice. great ideas from there. Uh, White Dwarf used to throw campaign stuff up all the time. Folks, if you out there in podcast <laughs> land, uh, if you have any of these old PDFs, or if you have the old magazines and you're willing to make photocopies, mm-hmm. um, you could do if you if you can send it by email or through PDF, any campaign, anything you've got. I've already had people send me stuff. Um, I had a couple of really cool things that were sent to me, um, and I don't have them right here in front of me now. I, I will give them credit on the next episode because so you're, it was you're getting really, uh, kind of taking the best ideas from each campaign to make up. If there's anything that a hybrid exactly uh, anything that I that I think I can use in my campaign that's mm-hmm. a good idea that I can work with, I've been using that battle for Lustria that uh, I was I think he's Moopy on the forums sent us. Okay, um, I looked at that. Harrison found it. It was upstairs. He looked and he goes, Dad, this looks really cool. What's this from? I thought it was out of an old white dwarf. I mean, he had. I mean, it was like the, their font, the pictures. I turned out this guy made his own. Wow. It made it look. I mean, it looked like it was right out of a white dwarf. Made it official, right, huh? Yeah, that's cool. Um, uh, there's another one of the guys. I think well, I think it was the guys from Hobo Hammer sent. Hmm. Might have been them. I and I've, it's not. I will. I will. I don't you, have any credit. Where credit is late. I will due. give credit yeah. where credit is due. But they had a campaign where there was an escalating campaign where the game started at low points and got higher, and they had cool. some, some interesting rules. And I cherry-picked some rules on finding extra mm-hmm. magic weapons and things like that from there. Okay. So if you've got any old campaigns from any sources that are games, you know, that are, you know, uh, Warhammer Fantasy related, send them to us. Email them to us. If you, like I said, if you can't, I can only, I've got the old magazines. I can make photocopies. Seriously, email me. I'll send you my, I'll give you my address. Mm-hmm. Throw them in an envelope. I'll, you know, I'll pay the postage. Or, I don't or care. Or take a picture and... Yeah, of the magazine, exactly. And Whatever it. it is, and I will, you know, I would appreciate it. And it might be nice. Uh, what we could do is, and if I start getting enough of these, I'll open a thread on the forums and I'll start putting them all up. I'll mm. compile them in one spot. That's a nice little resource. So if anyone needs it, we'll have a resource of just campaign ideas Very all in cool. one spot. You know, you can take the pictures, put the pictures on the forum. Mm-hmm. We'll have threads. We'll have links if you have links to other places where they're online. And I just want to put together this huge compendium of ideas because there's so many cool campaign things out there. Well, it's hard to think of all of them yourself. Right. So exactly. Yeah, hopefully, the community can help us out here. So I would. That's my 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 plea to the to the listeners. Mm-hmm. If you've got something and you're willing to share it, I'd like to see it. Oh, cool. Because this I've had I've been having so much fun. 
playing with this campaign stuff. So let's uh, talk about some of the ideas you've put together for this campaign. Okay. Hey, do you have a title for this campaign? <laughs> well, Warlords of the Northern Wastelands. Okay. Um, something like that. Um, it's over near the Chaos Gates. I've kind of I, I enjoyed that you know Northern Wastelands world right, gamer right. stuff. Um, I've got an idea. I've drawn out an idea for the board for my uh, for. I have two Mighty Empire sets, so I'm sort of designing. It's going to be huge. Yeah. Are you going to use all of them? I might just wow. throw it all out there. Um, because I don't think we're going to play it as a Mighty Empires campaign where each tile's worth a point and there's big... My first idea, and this is the first thing that I think we all as a group need to decide on, um, I, I don't want to play it necessarily, this campaign, like a... Just whoever gets the most land and builds up the most castles wins. Okay. Um, Tamarcon did this where you had a scenario and we all played a couple of games and totaled up the points... And as where people were winning, they would earn bonuses for the big final round, the final scenario. And so basically, it's anyone's game right up until the final scenario because the winner of the final scenario takes all. So up until then, you're building resources, exactly. improving your troops. Exactly. Because, well, I mean, think about it as in any sort of war or battle. Hmm. You can win all the battles or, or a lot of the battles and still lose the, the war. war. Yeah. You know, that I mean Tamarcon was a great example, how he just marched through and wiped out everything. Mm-hmm. But in the end, in that last final battle, that's the only one that mattered. The only battle that mattered at the end was that the last big battle. He either is gonna sack this place and open up a portal and demons are gonna go crazy. Or he's not. Or he's not. Yeah. And everything up to that really didn't a hundred percent matter. But battles leading up to that, he supplemented his army or found this magical item. And and if you read the Tamarcon book, it's got six scenarios. And like I said, the first five, the forces of chaos and the forces of good, whoever winds up winning that that scenario overall, Mm -hmm. like you like you could play with teams. Like you got three guys playing for good, three guys playing for evil, and uh, or for chaos. And as you play the games. Whichever side racks up the most points gets a bonus that is applied that they're building up applied to that final big battle. Nice. So every every scenario counts, mm-hmm. but the benefit might not be immediate. You know what I'm saying? Because it's all sure. building it's a long term investment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also got to determine how many actual different scenarios and rounds we want to play. Oh, do we want to play it shorter and have six? Do we want to play it up to twelve? I mean, mm-hmm. I've got ideas that can go the whole way. Um, one idea that I had that I wanted to work on that would be more for some more immediate fun and might just be sort of fun as far as encouraging players to build stories okay. around their own armies. Because each of these... War- I, I did have you guys each pick a warlord. Right. Uh, you had to pick a... Uh, what army are you going to use? Go pick a general, like a lord choice out of your book. You didn't have to kit them out, but you had to pick a general and you had to pick one like signature item that he would have that he would always have, and he will. And every game, this guy is going to be in your mm-hmm. range. You know that that that's your general with that item, so he, he becomes a character, right? So we started with that, and I've even had more ideas for that. But uh, the one thing I really wanted to do is to have units be able to level up. Um, nice. Having talked to people who play a lot of Necromunda, the idea of almost role playing of mm-hmm. getting these characters who they've gone through all these battles and now they're veterans and they've got a little. Wiser and stronger. Might be fun. So here was my initial idea. You don't want to have every unit 
you, you don't just want to be leveling up willy-nilly because then all of a sudden the game can get thrown completely out of control. Out of control. Yeah. So you have to nominate three units at the end of the game, and then you roll off on a D3 to see which one gets the experience point. Huh. So you're not just sitting there picking your best unit and just right. piling on the experience onto those guys. It gets spread out. You have to pick yeah. three, and you roll a, a D3 and see who gets the experience. So mm-hmm. you get an experience point, okay? Or a veteran point is what I called it, okay? Once you get two veteran points on a unit... Well, let me stop you. It's got to be one of three non-fleeing units, right? Uh, we could say non-fleeing, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's... Uh, once again, this is why I'm... Sure, so, sure, yes. right, right. So, you, so if you're down... If, so if you're playing a, uh, uh, a knockdown, drag out, and it's like you got one unit left... That's the only one that gets it. Well, I, I'm that. That's a question. I, I was saying a minimum of three. So then there's no. You get no veteran points because oh. the almost the whole army is wiped out. You know what I'm saying? But so, if they've if they've survived if they've that, survived, so then okay, you know. That, I guess that's true. They, so if you've only got that. one unit, let that's it. But if you have three or more, actually, if you have more than three right. left, you have to nominate three of who are left. So if they're dead, you're not nominating someone who's yeah, dead because no, you want to bring them back next time. Dead or fled. But so. But if you have more than three, you have to nominate three. Mm. This way you're not just picking out. Because, you know, then you take a Death Star, you know they're going to live, and you just pile onto them, and suddenly they become even more. The unkillable. I don't want to sure. make something that's unkillable. So you nominate your three, you roll your two, they get a veteran point. Mm-hmm. Once you get two veteran points, then you're allowed to roll on the experience chart. And I got one of these D66. Okay. So you roll two D6, one's your 10 spot, one's your 1s. Right. So it's 11 to 11 16, 22 yeah, to 16, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, I went through the book and found, I mean, I was pulling out, I don't know where I was coming up with this, some of this well, let's, stuff. Well, let's hear some of them. I'm curious to hear what they are. Well, so once you get two veteran points, you can roll in the veteran chart. Mm-hmm. Devastating charge, armor okay. piercing, ASF, immune to psychology, stubborn, cause fear. If they already cause fear... Terror. Cause terror, a breath weapon attack. At what strength? Um, I I'm 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 gonna hammer all okay, of this out. Okay, yet. all right, polish it. It Work could probably progress. like a strength three, but I'm gonna okay. see if there if there's a basic breath weapon attack. Mm. I think um, three is normally the basic. Uh huh. Um, I was thinking maybe a you know like I could even you know you could do a flaming breath weapon attack and have a different one be a poison breath weapon attack. Okay. Oh, because nice. I know that some of the like the high elf dragon has that poison breath weapon. Which is like strength two, but there's no armor save because it's poison. It, Which dragon is this? Uh, I think it's the high elf or the wood elf forest dragon. The wood elf, okay. the wood elf forest right. dragon. Yeah, I said, I'm sorry, I said high elf. Um, extra attack. Okay. Fight in extra ranks. Mm-hmm. I was going through everything, finding. Every, I mean, I need yeah, to yeah. fight thirty six of these. Flaming attacks, magical attacks, hatred of everybody, impact hits D three, killing blow, poison, hmm. regen five plus. Uh, some of these got a little lame. Uh, sea creature, forest strider, river strider, <laughs> swift stride. Swift stride might be cool stride, on a yeah. unit of, like, an uh, infantry unit that gets swift stride all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Unbreakable, vanguard, scout, magic resistance one. Now, uh, this is where I started to get, start running out of ideas. Right. Um, I had five of them with uh, stat boost, plus one to a random stat. Uh, weapon skill, ballistic skill, strength, toughness, uh, initiative, or leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, re-roll if it's a duplicate. 
Okay. okay so, right. you know, except for stat boost. If you roll the stat boost, because it could be any, you know, you don't have to re-roll that. It, they can just get another one. Okay. Um, like I said, magic resistance one. Swift reform with no roll required. That's kind of nice. So that, if you have a unit that doesn't even have a musician. Like you could they, do it. Like, you, yeah. Nice. Uh, unit champion is allowed to pick uh, buy a magical weapon up to 25 points. So, like, you know, like a lot of the high elves have the unit yeah, champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This unit champion can get a magic weapon. But, but if, if I'm playing high elves, which I'm not, but uh-huh. if I were and I rolled that, I don't get any bonus from it. Well, not every unit can take that. And if you, true, if you, true. Yes. I mean, your unit may already have this, so then... Um, that that's well. That's a good question. If they already have it, then should we have them re-roll on the chart? And that I would say no. See, that's I, I think you roll the dice and you run the you risk get. of not getting anything. Right. Yeah. Um, I actually had two here. The unit champion is either the weapons master, where they can take a magical weapon up to mm-hmm. twenty-five points, or a master of defense, where they can take mm-hmm. magical armor up to twenty-five points. I had to come up with thirty-six of these. I sure, started splitting sure, hairs. Sure. Uh, plus one combat res. Okay. Cold blooded. And then Magic Resistance 2. I did come up with six other, which for the lame ones, like the Sea Creature, Forest Strider, River Strider, Strider, Mm -hmm. Swift Stride, the ones that were, like, you know, not always that useful. Right, right, right. Obstacle Strider. (laughs) There's a second six that are War Machine specific. Hmm. So, or not War Machine specific, but... um, a ballistic skill specific. Okay. Not every unit has ballistic skill. So if you nominate an army, a unit that has ballistic skill, uh, crossbows, bows, sure. guns, whatever, um, if you happen to roll those six, there's a secondary six that go that you can to boost that. opt for that. So okay. you still have to roll. There's still you, you still have to be lucky. You to, still have to be lucky to, to, to hit that. that. It's a yeah. one in six chance you'll hit that. That group of six, um, thrown weapons, fire on the march, hmm. or um, ignores cover, multiple shots, quick to fire, and volley fire. So if you have, and then I, I had something about if you have like uh, move or fire, then you can um, you can like if you get the quick to fire, they you could like cancel them out. So that right. way. You know, so basically, oh, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, your, yeah. your guns, basically, your guys who have ballistic skill, you, you know, it makes them maybe maybe worth trying to take. And if you have them, and you you, I can nominate them because there's a, there's a chance these guys mm. are going to become better shots. So I had a little secondary category there. Now, two veterans points will get you a roll on the chart. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have to nominate them, but they have to hit it twice. So it's not like you're going to have a ton right. of. It's not like every unit who gets a veteran point. Is it, chances are it'll be spread out. Right. Yeah. Um, after the second veteran point, every additional veteran point earns you another roll. Hmm. So if you're lucky and you keep hitting the same unit, they could get multiple hmm. things. Now to balance this, because that could get really sick really right. quick. Um, especially if you want to play gamey and like start sacrificing other units to make sure the odds are better to get stronger. Um, when you have a veteran ability, your army is worth. Now, I just I was just picking numbers here, so this might be too much. Fifty percent more victory points, 
Fifty percent. If if they have if they have points, if they have a veteran period. ability, not just oh, a veteran. If, point, if, if they have one if, ability, yes. So if a unit has one ability or has three abilities, it's still worth fifty percent more. No, no. Every extra ability after one that 50% gets higher. Fifty percent more. Wow, now, that might that's be a much. lot. I mean, I I was throwing down numbers at first. Yeah. I mean, we could it could be ten, twenty. Right. So, but okay, but in fact, let's just forget percentages altogether. Mm-hmm. One veteran ability gives you X percent more victory points if you kill them. Two veterans' abilities, it's a higher percentage. If you get a third veteran, and so on and so forth, where that percentage of victory points is worth more. So... I like that idea. If it's it's suddenly you've got this, you know, you luck out and say they've got two or three veteran Mm -hmm. abilities, and now they're just this unstoppable machine. Well, you kill them, and you might get triple their point value. It's hard to kill, but now you're going to try. The... uh, they become like a price gets on their heads. Mm-hmm. They, they well, they, their their fame has spread throughout the land. Exactly, right? and people want to take them out. Exactly, and if you can take them out, you know, and this that's there's the risk. You know, do I want to put this down there? If I keep building this unit up, then my opponents are going to have a chance to win the overall battle against me by killing off this unit. You know what I'm saying? Aside from killing off said powerful unit is there any incentive for you know this unit if this unit kills that powerful unit does that unit gain anything any kind of notoriety or fame or anything that's a good that's not a bad idea killing off a unit with a veteran point earns it an automatic veteran point something like that i don't know you you killed them you're the you're the you know what i'm saying you're the the big cheese now You, you the guy who takes down leroy brown (laughs) <laughs> you know? Yeah, the guy that takes down Mike Tyson Ex- is the new guy. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I heard you're the guy. I want to be the guy. Right, right. Let's fight. And an automatic veteran point, you'd get veteran units going at it. Mm. Oh yeah, because I could take you down, and put, I'm getting the victory points. And if a veteran unit is wiped out, that they're gone. Like you, mm. you, you, you don't can't get them back. Yeah, you don't get to just take them in the next day and oh, I still have them. I. <sighs> You'd have to be careful, though, because would it be the unit that breaks the veteran unit or runs them down? You know what I mean? Because if I have, uh, let's say, my block against your veteran block, and I also have a unit of fast cav in the combat, uh-huh. if I break, if I win the combat and break you and run you down with my cheap fast cav unit, do they get the the bonus? This is, I guess, you know this what is mean? what we got to talk about. Yeah, yeah. that's sort of, those is, sort of mechanics. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's more to it. This isn't as simple as I thought, which right. is why it's been going low and slow. Right. But well, I, there's a lot to consider for sure. I think this would be fun though, because this suddenly turns it into more of a role playing game. Right. Yeah. With that on there, because now there's a story happening. Mm-hmm. These guys win. They've got this extra ability. You're afraid to see them on the field, mm-hmm. but if you can take them down, suddenly. You've uh, earned the respect. Let's say if you've got multiple units in a combat and only one unit runs it down, then do you roll a D6 and split? You know, if there's two units, mm. on a one to three, this unit gets it. On a four to six, they get it. If there's three units, you know what I'm saying? You could, right, that right. Well, you know, you, you could do whatever units that won the combat, whoever was involved in that combat is involved in the role, like you said. Yeah. And that could represent, you know, in the haze of war, yeah, we destroyed this unit and we we broke them. Like, are you sure it was you? Because we thought we did that. You know, so within then, the army, there right, could be some. So then you then you roll off to yeah, see which one gets the better point. The, yeah, yeah. Who really earned it? Right. Uh, I this could be. It's kind of cool. Yeah, 
I mean, it's a, it's a cool concept. And suddenly, winning those battles, now you're picking and choosing. Mm. And once you get a couple of games under your belt, and every you, know, you get a lot of units with one, you know, I've got two units that already have one veteran point. I'm nominating them both. You're trying to get right, that extra the third point. One, yeah. Because, I mean, there's nothing on that list that really sucks. I mean, you know, the, the Forest Rider and stuff, I'll take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, ASF. You know, yep. um, you know, armor piercing. There's none of these things. I would, I would, you know, it's just, it depends on the on the situation. I mean, forest rider would be great on this huge, you know, cavalry bus. Oh yeah, you know, things like that. You know, oh yeah. So you know, so you know, getting hatred, getting magical attacks, or just getting intrinsic flaming yeah, attacks. Yeah. You get a unit that's got flaming attacks. Suddenly, they don't need that banner. You can use that. A, opens it up a lot. You take another. Ba- these yeah. guys just have flaming attacks. They just that's what they earned. Mm-hmm. They've been blessed with some magical whatever. Right. And so now, that ten point flaming banner, you can invest in a different unit, and that unit's banner can suddenly be, a di- you know, you can give them the stubborn Plus banner, one leadership or, banner, or exactly. whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So there's all sorts of weird stuff that could happen here. Mm. Um, and it's just, but if the unit is completely wiped out, then it's then all bye bye. It's all gone. Yeah. Then you're there, then you're back to square one. You, I mean, it's not saying you can't. Uh, my unit of forty guys, I can't take the same unit of four. Sure, you could take a unit of forty guys, but you but had, be base. You had to hire all noobs because right, right, they're gone. Right. It's like in Blood Bowl. Yeah, I killed the player. All his star player points are gone. He starts fresh. You know. Exactly. So when you said that uh, any three units. Mm-hmm. Does that is that just rank and file units, or does that apply to monsters, monsters, I beasts? Any three units, any three. Okay, any three. Hmm. You could nominate your war machine if you really wanted to. So in certain situations, so if war machine rolls up, extra attack or plus one initiative. So in some, in a lot of instances, it wouldn't help. Well, that's why you don't nominate your right, war machine. Right, 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 yeah, right. Well, sometimes you, you might have a choice. Bed heavy to win heavy. Yeah. But, yeah, you might not have a choice. So it goes with them. Okay, so, mm. I mean, you know, so but if they get an ASF or an extra attack, if you get into the flank yeah. and you do get a charge off on them, I mean, their they're crummy little guys will have a bonus. Right. You know, you better plan on... I mean, you, you, you're going to earn some veteran points. If all you've got left is one unit and a bunch of war machines, <laughs> right? then there's a chance it's going to go. But, they, hey, they're the ones who lived. Yeah. They're veterans. They lived through it. Exactly. Yeah, to tell the tale. I mean, your your veteran skill may not come into play, but you've got it. But you, so you could have a lot of uh, unconventional upgrades to units. You could have, like, a giant or an Arachnorok with flaming attacks, you know, that sort of thing. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, and a, a spirit host with armor piercing. Yeah, I just keep thinking about um, having guys, you know, or just killing blow. Just adding killing blow to yeah, a, a oh, unit that's, is yeah, insane. That's nice. Impact hits on your infantry guys just to run it up. Yeah, I didn't put in stomp or thunder stomp in here. That was two that I didn't even think about. I just realized they're not on the list. I, yeah, so do that. Dwarf guys, stomp, <laughs> stomping an ogre. Exactly, exactly. But could you picture getting cold blooded on your empire army? That'd be awesome. You got cold blooded with the rules for cold blooded too. That's a plus one to anything. So you get your empire army with your hold your ground. So yep. they get the extra dice and cold blooded gives them a fourth dice. Pick nice. the two lowest. They're never going anywhere. Yeah. Yep. So this, I mean, this suddenly can change the dynamics of your of your. Sounds like campaign. a lot of fun. I think it'll be fun. So I think I'm going to add that in. 
Uh, next episode, I want to bring up the idea I was thinking of, and this is, I've really been having trouble with this one, but I know they had it in Blood in the Badlands, but they had much more time and ability to play, mm-hmm. is, because uh, they have all those little token pieces. Right. Have one for your main general and his main army, and then maybe have two smaller armies. Okay. Uh, I'm having an idea of having multiple, ar- like, with uh, maybe a hero. Not a, not your big general leading them, but mm-hmm. a couple of small kind of expeditionary to, force. Well, you might want to leave them to defend places in case sure. your enemies attack. And if they're there, then I had ideas on maybe you can roll a dice to get to get the inferred to your general, so your general's unit mm-hmm. can get there to defend. Mm-hmm. But if you fail the roll, then you got to fight with your lesser There's, unit, right. your lesser okay. army. I don't know, nice. I'm, I like that. I'm, so we'll talk about that idea and a couple others I had maybe next episode. Okay. We'll start to hammer some of these out. Uh, quick break, and then let's come back and wrap this up. Sounds good. The wisdom of Warhammer. Humans are pink and soft. Not green and tough like the boys. They're all the same size, too. No big ones or little ones. So they're always arguing about who's in charge. Because there's no way of telling except for badges and uniforms and things. And another thing, when they do something, they try to make it look like something else to confuse everybody. And one of them wants to lord it over the others. He says, oh, I'm very special, so you has got to worship me. Or... I know something what you don't know, so you better listen good. The funny thing is, half of them believe it, and the other half don't. So he has to hit them all anyway or run for it. What a lot of mucking about, if you ask me. And while they's all arguing with each other over who's the boss, the orcs can sneak up and clobber the lot. Anonymous Orc on Humans The Wisdom of Warhammer is your name a killing word? Is your mother a hamster and your father smells of elderberries? Did it turn out that those were the droids you were looking for? If you know what I'm talking about, chances are you're a gamer. What better place to get your game on than the Game Preserve? The Game Preserve specializes in analog games of all types, like board games, family games, chess sets and jigsaw puzzles, and especially hobby games. They carry the complete GW line as well as Magic the Gathering, D&D, and Heroclix. They have gaming space for tournaments, game nights, and demo games just about any night of the week. So stop shopping at the jerk store and be one of the gaming elite. And visit the Game Preserve with four Indiana locations to choose from. Two in Indianapolis, one in Bloomington, and one in the gaming capital of the universe, Lafayette, Indiana. Visit them at GamePreserveStores.com or call 765-448-4200. Game Preserve. If you're not shopping here, the only winning move is not to play. Okay, folks, uh, this has been a long one. I kind of apologize for adding in so many little topics and stretching this. I also apologize for uh, talking too long about Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Unless, of course, well, I edited hey, it out. White Castle uh, stuffing? White Castle stuffing. You can't stuffing. talk enough about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we go, 
Mm-hmm. I got one last thing What's that? that we just have to quick mention. Uh, on our forums, by the time this episode goes up, there's going to be a new page. I don't know what you – it's not the threads, but those main little page topic, you know, the section. Section. The forum section. Um, we had a thread running in the Fibber McGee's closet called the Man Reduction Contest mm-hmm. where we were uh, – me and a couple other guys just you know, trying to see who can lose some more weight. And while that was going on, I was losing weight. And when that stopped, I stopped. Uh, and uh, I was uh, – this this week I was on a field trip, and we'd stopped, and I'd eaten kind of a big lunch, and then I had to walk for three hours, and I was about to vomit. Just oh, like, I was like uh. – <laughs> and I posted that, and Domus, you know, James yeah. said, uh, hey, man, I'm I'm in the same boat with you. We should start – like maybe have a ch- another one of these workout challenges. accountability, yeah. We said, why don't we put up on – we're going to have it on the thread. I don't know exactly what it's called yet, mm-hmm. but if anyone wants to, if you're a fatty like me – or maybe you're just a little bit fat and need to lose a little weight. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all the, we're the first Warhammer podcast that has a you know, weight like a Weight Watchers weight sort loss of challenge. Thing, a weight loss challenge. And what we're doing, and you can go for more details on the forum. Uh, Domus and I are still hammering out the details, but we're going to run it for a few months. Anyone who wants to join can. Um, we're sort of doing a little thing where maybe everyone gets a little something for joining. You know, mm-hmm. everyone pitches in for a little something. So it's kind of a contest, but not like cutthroat. We're trying to go after each other. It's more positive reinforcement. It's positive reinforcement. Yeah. All of us sort of encourage each other. Because, dude, I am in the morbidly obese category, according to my doctor. I need to lose a lot of weight, and I'm mm-hmm. having trouble. And I think there's a lot of fat gamers out there. <laughs> So if if you're a fat gamer and you want to join up on this, what we're doing is we're keeping track and everyone is sort of weekly sort of checking in, like a Weight Watchers, checking sure, in and see sure. how you lost. We're trying, we're going to try to run this, I think, for six months. And we want to lose a ton of gamers. <laughs> That's what we want to do. Actually, literally a ton? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I don't know that we'll do it in six months, but if mm-hmm. we get enough fatties in there who are serious about this, everyone's losing two, three pounds a week, 20 guys in there. Right. All losing. I mean, even if we're losing three pounds a week, 20 guys, that's 60 pounds a week. Right. You know, in 10 weeks, that's 600 pounds. In 15 weeks, that's half a ton. Jeez. Think about that. And so what we want to do is see how much as a group, how much, how many, how, how, we, how many, how much yeah. gamer can we get rid of? We, so you, you would track it by percentages. So right. I'm going to finish hammering out the ideas with Domus, and we're going to okay. have it up on the okay. website. So, you, okay, so sure. check it out on there if you're interested. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it again next week once you got it hammered out and we've gotten started. Sure. But everybody is welcome to join. If you got to lose 10 pounds mm-hmm. or 100 or 175, um, you, we, we, I, just, I think this would be cool. Uh, and I know yeah, Domus and I are both cool. into it. And I, we mentioned this Monday, and I've had 16 people on Twitter say, I'm in. When's it going up? Let's do this. Strike now while the iron's hot. So yeah. the, the, the key will be, you know, after January or, you know, a few months into it, you know, and you I want think to keep that be, momentum. I think it'll be cool for all of us to show up at, at Akon or at Bits mm. and say, look, hey, look what we've done. Uh, yeah. we've, a new man. Well. Now let's go out and grab a burger and get some right. drink. But. <laughs> Get some more Portillos. Yeah. So, but uh, if you're if you're remotely interested, if you're a little overweight or a lot overweight, we're trying to get together and see. Let's make some healthier gamers. I'm all for that because yeah. let's get some skinny gamers. Maybe that's what we'll call it instead of rich man, poor man. We'll call it fat gamer, skinny gamer. I don't know. It's a Some, working something title, like that. but we'll get it going. And uh, I, I encourage everyone to anyone to anyone to join who's interested on our forums. Um, other than that, folks, we're going to wrap this up. 
Thank you for listening to episode 61. Chris, great show. Thanks for... Thank you, David. Thanks for spending the evening here. And no problem. This. My pleasure. Um, we will be back with episode 62 in a few weeks. It's December, folks, and our shows drop on the 10th and the 25th. Mm-hmm. I can pretty much guarantee you the episode will not drop on December 25th. It's gonna, oh, we're not going to get a Christmas uh, It'll gift? drop a little earlier, a Nothing little late. Santa Maybe it will. I don't know. <laughs> All I know is if Mrs. White Tech catches me... Sitting editing. editing and dropping podcasts Christmas on Christmas Eve. Day or Christmas <laughs> Eve, I'm going to get a frying pan in the face. So mm. I, you know, it may drop early, it may drop late. No promises. Well, maybe if the listeners are good, oh, yeah, they'll get a surprise. A special treat. There you go. <laughs> I got a treat. For so you. we're watching you. Yeah, I got a treat. It's the wizard hat. I do. <laughs> I'd be the higher fan once I got this fancy wizard hat. All right, you go cast your go cast your spells. Too. All right, we're going to go. We'll see you all in episode 62, all you up-and-coming Hyro fans. Take that hat off. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at Garage Hammer and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at GarageHammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through Chris U at GarageHammer.net. And you can reach both of us through GarageHammer at Live.com. If you want to help support Garage Hammer, check the support page or the show store on our website or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.